This is the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. Barstool Talk Daily. Except it's really early in the morning and no booze. For the most part. Well, good morning. Buzzly off today. He is... Is he in Oklahoma yet? Uh, I think so, yes. Okay. Oh, that's right, because Lisa went swimming at his house <laughs> over the weekend. I did. Cracking the whip. I mean, he's got a great outdoor setup. Yeah. He's got a really nice house. He just treats everything like crap. He just doesn't go upstairs. No, not at all. I mean, it really weirded me out because I was trying to find the bathroom. And then I went upstairs and there's a completely gutted bathroom. And then I asked Nico, I'm like, how long has it been like that? He's like, oh, about a year, maybe two. Which one was gutted? If it, is it the one that when you get up to the stairs, you take a left? It's, and it's in that, in that back corner over there? Yeah. Okay. I think I know why it was gutted. Because when I was living there, the tile was falling apart. Yeah. Actually sliced my heel open uh, uh, stepping on that tile. Oh, no. Yeah, the whole bathroom is torn apart now. Like the toilet, the shower, like everything's gone. And I, I walked in there. I'm like, so this isn't a bathroom. Yeah, I left little <laughs> bloody footprints all over the place in there. Oh, my God. Yeah. And I told him, I was like, hey, did you know your, your tile's coming off in your bathroom? I don't know. I never go upstairs. <laughs> Weird, like man. it got to the point when uh, it was during the winter time, and his dogs would be inside. They would go upstairs. They would go to the bathroom in the house, and he wouldn't know about it. Jerry and Sparky are adorable, though. Yeah, they're, they're amazing. Not aren't they? bad dogs at all. Like they're so sweet. They smell like skunk. I will give them that. Yeah. <laughs> but they're such nice dogs. But they just like to party, man. That's why they smell like skunk. So Buzzley off all this week. Lots to get to. We're going to have Ask a Lawyer coming up on Wednesday. Justin Underwood and Elena from Wyatt Underwood Trial Lawyers. They're going to be coming in on Wednesday. So if you have any sort of a legal question, get that thing prepared prepared for uh, for Wednesday. Coming up on the show, coming up in sports today, Trailblazers were able to get their way into that eighth spot in the West. They had the play-in game on Saturday between the Blazers and the Grizzlies. If the Grizzlies won, then a second game would be necessary. But that didn't happen. The Blazers were able to defeat the Grizzlies. And now they're going to face the Lakers coming up tomorrow night. NBA playoffs actually kick off today. And as Buzz is in Oklahoma, nine Players for the Oklahoma Sooners have tested positive for COVID-19. So you've got the big five conferences. The Pac-12 and the Big Ten have said, we're not playing. All right. You've got the Big 12, the SEC, and the ACC. Those three conferences are saying, we are going to try to play football. Oklahoma is a part of the Big 12, which is one of those conferences looking to play. Whether or not that's going to happen is still to be TBD, if you will. TBD. So we got that coming up in sports. Also, uh, the heavyweight title fight for the UFC was this past weekend. Stipe Miocic versus Daniel Cormier. Uh, News headlines. Lisa, what do we have coming up in news? 
Well, we do have breaking news right now, and this is coming out of uh, Cedar Park, which is near Austin, Texas. There is a standoff going on with police uh, that is happening right now. A man is holding uh, three members of his family hostage. Uh, police, Three officers were shot, uh, but they don't have their conditions just yet, I believe. Uh, they were sent to the hospital, but that is going on right now. So we'll give you updates as soon as we have them. Um, in other news, though, the Democratic National Convention, it begins today. Um, this is the first time they're going to have to be doing it uh, through virtually, through video, satellite locations across the country. So we know Joe Biden and Kamala Harris are going to be there uh, doing that. Also, you know, the president this week, he will be going to Minnesota and Wisconsin as well today. It's uh, a part of a tour of him hitting the campaign trail as well. So, um, election run-up. It's coming up. All right, got news coming up here in a couple of hours. Entertainment news, Joanna. What are we looking at? Well, it's no surprise that a star as big as Tom Cruise would have some weird caveats while on set. Well, and I think a, just a star that's as weird as Tom Cruise. And he's yeah. a little weird, too, right? Well, according to his co-star, Annabelle Wallace, he never lets anybody run with him on screen. So when he allowed her to do it, she was a little shocked because at first he had said no to her. Does he say specifically why? Like, are they going to run faster? Is it because they'd have to run on two different size platforms so he looks taller? According to her, she just said that he doesn't really want anybody running on screen with him, but he does say that he is a good runner. Every time I picture him running, I just picture him from the firm because he's in a full suit with like a briefcase. And he's flinging the briefcase around while he's running. Uh That or I just envision him jumping from that building and cracking his shin bone on the side of the wall in, what was that, Fallout? Mission Impossible Fallout, the one with Henry Cavill? Yeah, Yeah. that one. All right, so we got all that stuff coming up. We also have an uh, Am I the A-hole that we're going to get to today. And this one has to do with... Starting a club at work. Hmm. Joanna, you should be familiar with this with The Office as the Finer Things Club. Ah, yes. I was in a proposed that we start something like that. And it that. was very <laughs> exclusive. Um, right. Exclusive? Exclusive, exclusive, I guess. <laughs> I'm making up words here on Monday. It was very exclusive. It was an exclusive mm-hmm. club. And it looks like somebody had created a carnivore club to counteract a vegan club. Club. Oh, I thought you were just say Buzz in general made a carnivore club. That's really all he eats, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we'll get to that, and uh, it's basically the person who started the carnivore club uh-huh. asking, "Am I the a hole for for doing this, for uh, creating this this club?" I'm going to say I would join the carnivore club. I think the carnivore club would be great. That sounds great. <laughs> mm-hmm. Do they? Is there like weekly bacon? Or jerky that you get to try. See, I right? think that would be the hope, wouldn't it? Does somebody bring a different type of meat every week to Ooh, the meeting? <gasps> you guys, let's start a let's start a carnivore club, club yeah. but with carnivore meat. I'm in. I am 100 percent in, Hell and we yeah. could even live broadcast it after the show. Hell and it's yeah. just us sampling meats. You yes. know they have those, like you know how they <laughs> have um, like those mail <laughs> uh, mail in. Um, uh, boxes and stuff like oh, that yeah. that they have. Now they have the meat ones. Oh like yeah, can we get them to sponsors? One? Yeah, <gasps> I saw genius. a steak one the other day that they send you like steaks and you get to try a different steak every month. I'm like that. I could see some people in this room. That would butcher be box. <laughs> yes, yeah, butcher you box. Please become an advertiser of the show. Because remember, butcher they asked box. us. They asked us for for that last week, where our boss Kevin was like, "Hey, I need you guys to email me." <sighs> Who you want, uh, like what kind of products you're into, blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. Well, here we go. Butcher Box. And it looks like, you know, it's got a couple of really nice looking steaks right there. I believe that there's uh, 
all kinds of different meats and everything with this. Look at that. You got a little strip of salmon. Got some chicken. Wow. Pork. That looks amazing. Butcher box. Butcher box. I like it. You know I never get to eat pork anymore? Why? Because my wife's allergic. Oh. So if she's allergic, that pretty much puts the kibosh on me. You and guys, I just dessert. thought of this last week when we had to turn in that email. I'll, 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 hold on. Watch Sends this. in revised statement. Yeah, check this out. <laughs> We're going to do this right now. Sign us Kevin, up for Butcher Box. Our boss, Butcher Box. Subject. I'm sending this right now. Subject line, Butcher Box. Butcher Box. Here <laughs> is something we would like to... We would like to sponsor. There you go. Nice. Should I send that? Yeah. yeah. Done. Send link. <laughs> I just got to get that this morning. It's going to be like, what in the world is this? All right, so we have that coming up. We're also <laughs> got a Sturgis update. Sturgis wrapped up over the weekend, so we're going to get to that. And Kamala Harris and her husband. Would, you, are we gonna, would we call it a unique experience? I, I think it's just interesting to get to know... Because like, we know Jill, other. yeah, we know Jill Biden. We know she's a doctor. We know, you know, I honestly, I'll, I know most of her from Parks and Rec. But we know we, we're <laughs> familiar. Uh, we're familiar with Melania. But are we familiar with Kamala's husband? And I was really interested. There is a Taco Bell in his past. <gasps> Like he owned one? He worked for one? We'll find out. Oh, all right. So we have all of that stuff coming up. It is a Monday, so hopefully uh, you guys were able to get some rest over the weekend. Lisa went swimming over at Buzz's house. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Did you ever get get that whip to crack real good? No, but one of my friends did. He was really good at it, and I was very concerned. Well, you got to remember, it's when you. It's all about like just the immediate stop where you got. That's where you got to crack that thing down. And you know why he has those, right? Why? Uh, It's to scare the dogs. That's not. I a, thought it was part of a costume. No, 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 no. He has no. like a whole costume. He closet. he bought he bought the first whip. I think it was shortly after I moved out, and he told me he goes the whole point is so that when the dogs are outside and they're not listening, I can truly crack the whip, and he did. And I'm and there, there's I got footage of us <laughs> doing it, um, and I mean and we were able to get it going pretty good, but that and like we watched the dogs when. You get a legitimate crack on the whip, they they cower and they shy away. But they must not be scared anymore then, because while we were doing it, they were just kind of watching, like that's cool. We're but gonna lay down. Instead of taking the time to actually show his dogs what to do, no, I'm gonna buy a whip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the easy solution for Buzz, is what it is basically. So we got a packed show for you today. It is a Monday. Hopefully, it's uh, gonna go uh, rather well today. Why is this not we're playing? So what in the world's going on here? It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. Coronavirus is still a thing. What? In case you didn't know. No, we beat that. So we got some crazy stories here. We also have a list of the symptoms and the order in which they happen. So which one do you want first here? We have the crazy stories uh, surrounding the coronavirus or the symptoms. Which one do you want to go with first? Oh, my God. Give me the symptoms. Yeah. All right. Flu season is around the corner, and I'm terrified. Yeah, flu season's coming up. My wife thought she had coronavirus over the weekend. Oh, my God. (laughs) It's allergies. I I feel like everybody's doing that. Yesterday, my friend said the same thing. She's like, I need to go get tested. I feel like I have corona. I looked at her. I'm like, you haven't left your house. On the... On the other side of that, go get tested. Well, yeah, my wife did go get the test. Um, oh, yeah, I got mine back on Friday, negative. There you oh, go. Oh, my God. 
If Joanna's all, if she's negative, I'm negative. Oh, thank God. So my wife went and they checked her symptoms. <laughs> what did uh? And they said they're like it's your it's, it's your allergies. They're probably flaring up. What symptom did she have that she thought she had it? Scratchy throat. A scratchy throat. Oh, I've been waking up with a sore throat, but I think it's because I have like the air conditioner. Oh, uh, kind of drying drying your throat out a little bit all night. Yeah. <laughs> so the first symptom. Now, again, this isn't always going to be in the exact same order, but it says here, researchers looked at more than 50,000 coronavirus cases, and they figured out when symptoms are most likely to show up. All right. The five early COVID symptoms, and generally in this order, number one is fever. Yeah. That's the first symptom that people usually notice. So what my wife did is she would, you know, scan the forehead, Uh and it it was over 100. Oh. But then she would scan it again, and it would be like 98, 99. And then when she went to the actual doctor, it was 98.6. And I've been trying to tell her, I'm like, I don't think our thermometer's correct. I don't think it's giving you an accurate reading. Is but it that the is the one that you just put You up? put it on your forehead, and then you swipe it okay. on your forehead. That one. Like this one you actually have to touch. It's not the no-touch one that okay. we have. Uh-huh. The one that Buzz thought le- you legitimately didn't have to touch anything. <laughs> thought it was like I thought you stood next to the wall. <clears throat> thought it was like a hand sanitizer dispenser. Yeah. So the first symptom is fever. Second se- uh, f- uh, symptom, cough. Okay. Okay. So not necessarily scratchy throat, but a cough. Joanna's writing it down. Cough. Yep. Go on. Third <laughs> symptom is muscle pain. Soreness, achiness, kind of. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Number four, upset stomach or vomiting. Oh. And then, uh, yeah, I know it's early in the morning. People might be eating breakfast, but uh, diarrhea. Yeah. That's, that's number five on this list. So those are your five coronavirus symptoms generally happening in that order, in but that not order. necessarily. So first and foremost, be checking your temperature, which is why we check temperatures here. Like when we have Justin Underwood coming in, on Wednesday, we give him a quick scan. Mm-hmm. You know, I've had doctor appointments and other things that I've had to go to over the past couple of weeks. And the first thing they do is they uh, scan your forehead. That's what I do when when I go to the gym. They have you stand there and they check your temperature before they allow you in. Mm-hmm. Same thing goes for the dentist. As I still am missing a tooth. No. <laughs> going to get that thing back in a couple of weeks here. All right, so some other crazy coronavirus stories. The latest coronavirus shortage. Have you heard of this? The Dr. Pepper shortage? No. <gasps> Another one? But this does go delightful with Dr. Pepper. Oh. What? Pepperoni. <gasps> A pepperoni Pizza shortage? shops are reporting higher pepperoni prices as the supply is going down. Uh-oh. Do we think this has to do with... People ordering more pizzas from home, oh, do you hell think? Oh, yeah. Maybe, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it says here, pizza shops across the United States say they're paying higher prices for the popular topping and have noticed that the supply has become tighter. Restaurants from New York to South Dakota have reportedly seen a significant increase in price with the cost nearly doubling in some areas. According to the news outlet, other meat products saw temporary price increases during the pandemic. While ground beef became more expensive earlier this year, the price has reportedly began to drop on that. Pepperoni, on the other hand, continues to be expensive. It doesn't specifically say in here, though, if it's because people are ordering 
more. But there's apparently a pepperoni shortage. Number two, crazy coronavirus story. It turns out ISIS hasn't been sitting out the pandemic. Hmm. The Department of Justice figured out that a face mask site called facemaskcenter.com was a front for ISIS to steal money and sell mediocre and ineffective PPE. I think that's where Buzz got some of his stuff. Maybe. Because he spent 40 bucks on neck gaiters <laughs> only to find out that they were all... Or it's, that the neck gaiter is not only the least effective, but also might make things worse. Exactly. Yeah. Every time I see someone with one of those on at the store, I'm like... <gasps> That's one of the reasons why you're not allowed to wear those in Disney World. Get away from me. It's got a loop <laughs> around your ears. Okay, number three, coronavirus story. The official Twitter account for San Francisco's BART public transportation system has been tweeting about air quality in their cars and responded to a question about whether the new air filters for, uh, for coronavirus also battle nasty flatulence. Hmm. Oh. They say, quote, it will take, quote, about 70 seconds to clear a nasty gas smell out of a car, maybe longer if you laid a real monster. Ooh. Crazy coronavirus stories. Some people in San Antonio have been uh, complaining about a house that hosts orgies once or twice a day. Oh. <laughs> what? Since those parties could become coronavirus hotspots. Not just coronavirus. Ooh. Some people have been using the quarantine as a chance to teach their dogs to talk. We spoke about this earlier. Set up a series of large buttons. They press the button. And it talks back. 40% of COVID-19 cases, uh, tests, I'm sorry, in the United States come back too late to be clinically meaningful. Hmm. We talked about that when uh, Lisa was talking about getting her test and how she's had some friends that it was taking upwards of 10 to 12 days. At yeah. that point, it is pointless because that's your quarantine time. Exactly. So by the time you find out, you're like, they're like, so you should be quarantining. Uh, actually, you were let out on Tuesday. So, yeah. OK, you're done. And then we also have the updated stats on confirmed coronavirus cases as of last night. New daily cases in the United States, 35,327 with 475 new deaths. Total cases in the United States has reached 5.5 million with more than 173,000 deaths. But there are 2.9 million people who have recovered. Worldwide, we're looking at 21.8 million total cases. We're creeping up on a million deaths, 773,000 deaths worldwide. 14.5 million people have beaten the virus globally. So there's your coronavirus update. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. Post office has been in the news recently. No oh, right. I didn't read the actual story. Did Trump actually say he's looking to get rid of the post office so that people can't mail in vote? Because that was a headline I kept seeing, but I don't want to base any judgment on a headline. Right. Yeah, I saw the headline as well, too. But it's it, gotten to that point where we just don't click on it anymore. Yeah, I'm just kind of like, whatever. Like, it, maybe, probably, most likely. <laughs> well, and I, I see it, and I'm back in my brain. I'm like, yeah, I'll look into that later. <laughs> I don't know if I really am or not. 
So, I was like my mom this weekend. She tells me, she goes, oh, I got in a Facebook argument today about, <laughs> and I was like. With Buzz? No, oh. right. And I was just, I was, no, no. And she's like, let me tell you what happened. I'm like, don't, don't tell me. Because you know what? I'm like, Monday through Friday, 5 a.m. to 10 a.m., I have to ha- listen to the Trump derangement syndrome. I don't need to hear it outside of work. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's the same thing I have to tell my family. I'm like, look. Once I get home, I don't want to hear about it. I don't want to talk about and it. And I don't think they comprehend it because then my mom gets right. upset because I won't talk to her about it. I'm like, Mom, I don't care. I'm like, it's like not she th- thinks you're being rude. Yeah, because I don't want to listen to it. I'm like, I, I don't care in the sense that I have to listen to it five hours a day, five days a week. That's 24 hours my, or 25 hour, hours out of my life. I don't need to hear it outside of work. Talk to me about anything but that. Yeah. I'm like. I, I don't. And then she goes, well, I need to tell you about this cousin that I have. Like, I, you don't, though. You know what you should tell her to do? Talk to Buzz? Yeah, call the show. No, call Buzz. Yeah, call Her the show. Me. Have your mom like on the show. Me. Would you like to talk to Buzz about that? Yeah, I'm like, let me give you Buzz's cell phone number because he really... Nico told me that this weekend. He's like, sometimes he comes home and he goes, nobody talked to me today at work. Like, <laughs> Who, Buzz says that? Yes. And I'm like, yeah, because all he wants to do is talk about Trump. He want, Man, you missed this last week, Joanna. What's that? Lisa and I were sitting over there in that room and oh. Buzz comes over and he's like... <laughs> You know that hook that I put my headphones on? And we were like, yeah. And he goes, I hit my hand oh, on it. Oh, yeah, he did show me that. And then he just like walked away. And we were like. Yeah, he came in to tell me just what? that too. And then leaves. Every now and then he'll he'll see me in the back after the show editing the podcast. And then I do the mistake of making eye contact. Uh-oh. Yeah. And then he looks at me and then he comes in one day. He's like, Joanna, let's sing songs. I learned a new song on my guitar. And I'm all buzzed. I'm busy. I'm doing the podcast. And he's all like, 10 minutes. And I'm all buzzed. You have 10 minutes. By the way, did you see that Nico posted, (laughs) uh, at least on Instagram, that he's, it's now, they're his dogs, not Buzz's dogs? They totally are his dogs. They are. Like, I was surprised. I went over, I went to the house and I'm like, oh my gosh, these dogs are going to be so rowdy. Is the way that Buzz talks about them, like the nicest, right? sweetest dogs. And they All just... they wanted, man, do they, do they still do the thing where they come up and they almost clip your knee? Because they want to f- be against you. So if you're standing there and they're big dogs, yeah. they come over and then they lean on your leg and it almost buckles your knee because I don't think they realize how heavy they are. Oh, no. See, we were in the pool most of the time, but I felt bad because Jerry has that cut on his leg right now. Oh, yeah. So Jerry uh, couldn't get in the water. So Jerry kept trying to get in the pool. We're like, no, Jerry, get back. And he would just be really confused. Like, well, why can't I go? And then there's Sparky. Sad. Yeah, then there's Sparky in the water. <laughs> hey, Jerry, miss you, buddy. Water's great. <laughs> it's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. All right, so we have an MIDA hole. If you ever want to chime in, you can call the studio line. 844-305-6210. We try to get to your phone calls as quickly as we can when Buzz is out. A little more difficult because Joanna's already doing about three different things. Mm-hmm. So adding a fourth Here one to that list of answering the phone calls. Mm-hmm. She tries, but it's not easy. Easiest way to chime in is over on the Facebook chat. Just head on over to Buzz Adams Morning Show. Click on the video. Open up the chat on the right-hand side. You can also tweet at us at Buzz Adams Show. So here we go. Headline, am I the a-hole for creating a meat eaters only club at work? First impressions. <laughs> only if you don't invite me in it. I'm going to go n- not the a-hole. So 
I sent Kevin the email this morning. Hopefully he's listening already <gasps> oh. at this point. He hasn't responded back yet. Back? No, I would, that would be great. <laughs> but basically I sent our boss an email because they have a um, butcher box is what it's called. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's one of those monthly subscriptions where they just send you meats. And we want a meat club send, here. Send us the meats. Send us the meats. All the meats. Oh, and please have Ving Rhames uh, voice it for us too. We have the meats. All right, so here we go. So that is the headline. Am I the a-hole for creating a meat-eaters-only club at work? It says, I, a 32-year-old male, am working long hours in a rather stuffy office environment. However, despite the long hours, or maybe because of them, the management has encouraged lifestyle clubs at the workplace. For example, <laughs> there is a book club, a movie lover's club, etc., They are free to join and are partially subsidized by the company, which makes joining a no-brainer. The process of creating one is rather simple. You need to have at least five members willing to join, a statement of purpose, as well as an approval from HR and upper management in order to be compliant with our workplace regulations. That seems pretty self-explanatory, right? Yeah. yeah, sure. At my workplace, I have a colleague I'll call Jane, she's a 29-year-old female, who has been at the office for a little over a year. She is a dedicated vegan and has since and has been since I have known her. However, this has never been an issue or even that relevant. After a merger about six months ago, our team has received a number of new team members. A few of them were vegan as well and have taken to a liking to Jane. After a conversation between them and Jane discussing the book club, they have decided to start a vegan dinner club. Nobody had an issue with this. Despite this, issues surfaced after their statement of purpose became known after it was filed to HR. In the statement which passed, which passed with HR, one of the rules stated that only vegans, vegetarians, and pescatarians will be welcome hmm. and that all okay. dinner options will be vegan. This rubbed, some of us th- uh, this rubbed some of us at work the wrong way since it was clearly exclusionary and divisive. Yeah. Why would meat eaters be excluded if only vegan options would be on the menu? After speaking to Jane, she seemed somewhat distant and mentioned that I didn't understand that this was also a, quote, lifestyle club. The workplace soon became divided, but we opted not to file a complaint to HR. However, since the idea of a dinner club appealed to us, we started a burger and steak club. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Where we wanted to try a different burger or steak every week. Okay. In our statement of purpose, we stated that only meat eaters could apply. (laughs) So petty. Due to this being both a culinary and lifestyle club. (laughs) Soon after, some of the potential members got called to HR to tell us that the members of the vegan dinner club filed a complaint with them stating that our club was exclusionary offensive to their (gasps) lifestyle the audacity and that eating meat as opposed to not eating meat was not a lifestyle (gasps) despite this the club passed with HR heck yeah they're like you started it dude in the weeks following this we visited a different burger slash steak place every Friday after work (laughs) that sounds delicious nice and just relaxed after working 50-plus hours a week. However, despite my prior friendship with Jane, she now refuses to talk to me and is only spending time with her club members, despite everyone's attempts to create a friendly workplace. So Reddit, am I the a-hole for creating a meat-eaters-only club at work? (laughs) No, I feel like Jane is. Yeah. She's the one who... 
excluded meat eaters. Like, what if you were a meat eater, but you also enjoyed a salad every now and then? I see, and that's the thing. Is also, what if you're a meat eater, but you're just interested? You yeah. say, hey, I want to know why you do this. I would like to know more. I like to join Meatless Mondays or something. And and that's the thing is, I I have you know my uh, one of my good friends Storm. He owns a, a vegan meal prep company. And it's not like, you know, I like meat and he knows it, but he'll tell me, hey, why don't you come down here and look at some of the options that we have? So it's more of like an inclusive thing. Like, let me show you why I eat like this, why this is my diet. And, you know, maybe I can entice you to try some stuff. And to be honest, his Philly cheesesteak is delicious. The cheese is made out of a sweet potato bisque and it's really good. Um, <laughs> but... I, I think that Jane's the one who took it so far, especially the no meat eaters allowed. It's like, mm-hmm. uh-huh. no homers. We can have one homer, but not two. Isn't it interesting that generally people who uh, lean towards the vegan lifestyle and would do something like this are also the ones who make the comments of, I have no tolerance for intolerance. Yeah, It's either you think the way I do or you're wrong. It's kind of how this comes off quite frequently. And I know this very well because I grew up in Portland, Oregon. And that's how a lot of people think. And it's it's quite frankly, it's kind of disgusting at this point because you're defeating the the, the purpose. The purpose should be to include as many people as possible. The purpose should be. Yeah. And to 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 educate like, hey, like because I know for me, um, at least in my experiences, and interactions is a lot of people ask, like I've, I have some good friends who are vegans mm-hmm. and the questions that they frequently get asked are, well, how do you get your protein? You know, if you're not eating right. meat and, there, and there's there's pretty clear ones like beans and stuff like that, um, uh, nuts. Those are all things that are pretty high in protein for, but for like, vegans. But, but then you find out like broccoli. Broccoli has a great um, amount of protein in it. And I, the only reason I know that is because what's his name? Uh, John Five. Uh, the guitarist, yeah. he's the one who told me about that when he was talking about his vegan diet. And he goes, well, yeah, he's like, you know, the normal ones. But did you know broccoli, like one cup of broccoli has this many grams of protein in it? Oh. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and he started explaining to me the ways that he gets his protein. But it wasn't like a I am right. You are wrong. And this it was like, no, let me explain to you some of the different uh-huh. ways that I do this. Well, and case in point is the, the person who posted this to Reddit says this is directly from the statement of the vegan club this is a quote it is to be understood that this club will only accept those individuals who identify as either vegans vegetarians or pescatarians those who do not subscribe to one of these three lifestyles will not be able to join the club unquote Mm. so the point here is you can't join our club but we're gonna throw a fit if we can't join yours exactly and that is vegan you didn't even eat me why do you want to join a carnivore and that is the definition of childish Mm mm-hmm which is interesting because I'd be willing to bet the person who started the vegan club, probably not a Trump supporter. But you know what? You got a lot in common with that dude. Mm-hmm. No, I definitely think the person who made the Meat Eaters Club uh, is not, not the a-hole. Yeah. And no. I think they should invite us to these uh, great meetings. It's I mean, delicious. the only thing I think I might have changed if I were the Meat Eaters Club, I would not have said meat eaters only. Right. Yeah. I, I would have been like, it's open to everybody. Because then you're kind because of stooping we're to. we're not like you, vegans. That's the thing is you're kind of stooping to their <laughs> level of, well, like you can only join this if blank. Because quite frankly, I mean, like I would be okay with like joining a vegan club for food options, like Lisa yeah. was saying, like, you know, get some advice. But I'm not going to be hurt if I'm not let in. 
Mm-hmm. Like, it's not that big of a deal. I, I, I don't get why people take this stuff so seriously. It's something that you know is not of interest to you. Why would the vegan be upset about a carnivore club? Yeah, and to not invite... You don't even want to be a part of. But that's almost like... And you don't even want to invite others that mm-hmm. aren't... Like, how are you supposed to, let's say, recruit new members, basically? Yeah, like, how, how are you going to spread your word? Spread the word of the vegan lords. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know. It, yeah, it just, look at the Jehovah's Witness. There's a reason they're knocking on your door, man. They're trying to recruit you. Someone exactly. called me this week and asked me if I'd read the Bible in Spanish. I was like, what is this? Yeah, would, no, would you or do English. you? I don't know. It was like a recruitment call I got, and I was very confused. No, I think that I think this person is. I, I I agree with you though. I think they should have said, "Hey, this club is welcome to everyone. You just have to lick a piece of bacon to be allowed in." So nah, nice. You that don't have to eat good. it. You don't have to eat it though. Just yeah, like I think it. I think where this thing this whole thing gets missed here is it started with the vegan club saying that you have to be this to join the club. Right. That's fine. If that's what you want to like, if if that's your stipulation for your club. By all means. I don't mind that. I don't mind if I'm not included with that. This is where I think a lot of this stuff goes wrong, is that everybody feels they need to be included in everything. That's not the case, folks. Mm-mm. Like, you are your own person. You have your own likes. Now, if you were to go to and be like, hey, like I was looking to you know, add some more vegan meals to my diet... Then you can open up that conversation. Maybe you don't even join the club, but maybe you just have a conversation with them about it if that's what you want. But this whole, I'm going to throw a fit because I'm not included in something. That, I mean, it's, it's very rare where that should become an issue. And a vegan club is not that, nor is a carnivore club. So I think we're all in agreement here. This dude is not the a-hole. Mm-hmm. And Jane, the vegan, is. Yeah. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. Nico and Jimmy joins us now. Good morning. Nico throwing parties at Buzz's house while Buzz is gone. <laughs> Sends out a mass text. Hey, guys, Buzz is gone. Let's party. Well, I was going to put the pool on the pool Airbnb service. Uh, Air- Airbnb service. And you really should, though. There, was there's it a swim- Swimply? Swimply. 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 Yeah. So you guys got first dibs. I was, I was... You know, we are the first review, basically. We mm-hmm. can review it now. Because mm-hmm. he does. It is a nice setup. He has that table out there. Then he has the grill. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't even have to be there. I, you know. Just have cameras. Just walk out the side. Isn't that the weirdest part? Nico's watching those cameras. Mm-hmm. Isn't that the weirdest part, room? though? Nico goes, I don't have to be here. Like, you can just hang out with your friends if you want. I'll leave. I was like, why would we not let you hang out with us? Yeah, that was in the actual text <laughs> that said, I don't even have to be here. I, I, I know how socially distanced you guys are, how, how conscious you guys are. Yeah, but you're in the backyard. You can hang out, still stay, stay six feet away. Here, you got to keep Jerry out of the pool, though, because he's got the stitches on his leg. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we got to deal with that. I, th- I think Nico was so excited though, because it was like my friends brought over beer, they brought over treats, and so he. <laughs> Were you concerned that there wasn't going to be beer in the house since Buzz was gone? I know. Yeah, there was like, who's going to buy the beer? So now? when Lisa showed up with some friends that brought beer, you're like, oh, it was really a lifesaver. Yeah, it was. A, it was a huge lifesaver. We let, and then I even told him too. I was like, hey, I'm not going to take those drinks that I. You can just keep those. He's like, really? Thanks. God, you know what? And, and I ended up tasting one of each of the flavors last night, so I ended up getting a little buzzed off flavors of, the bar. of beer. Aren't they delicious? No, they were, Seltzers. Like, they're like these bougie. <laughs> They're white, super bougie. Was it White Claw? <laughs> yeah, or is it something else. But it's no. like cardamon grapefruit. Okay, or so black- cardamom okay, yeah. so grapefruit. What? These are called press. Or blackberry hibiscus. <laughs> okay, yeah. So these are called press, and they are hard seltzers, and I'm obsessed with them. But they do. They have lime, lemongrass is one of the flavors, and they have blackberry hibiscus, 
grapefruit, cardamom, and then the other one I think is pomegranate ginger. Interesting. I got, yeah. I got through five before I was like, oh my God. <laughs> I have. Don't recognize how drunk you're getting. Yeah, I'm a little drunk right now. <laughs> until uh, you stand up. And you're like, oh, that was five deep there. Here we go. They are one. so <laughs> good. So Sturgis wrapped up this past weekend. Woo! Unfortunately, we just found out. Mm-hmm. That I'm so mad. They have live cameras in the streets of Sturgis. Such regrets not looking that up oh, earlier. They're, they're all empty now. Yeah. There's nobody there in this town. And you can still see all the tents set up, though. Uh-huh. There's somebody leaving right there. They got their RV with a couple of motorcycles behind it, towing it out. So these are the three cameras you've got. Harley Davidson, the liquor store. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you got... Sturgis Liquor, Main Street, and Harley Davidson Way. Those are the three cameras that you have set up in Sturgis right now. How weird is it, though, that it's Harley Davidson Way? Do you know the company that actually started Sturgis? I found this out during my research while I was putting up those photos. Indian? <laughs> yes. Indian started it back in 1938. So it's interesting oh, that Harley... They must be the big, you know, I guess, seller or promoter now. But, yeah, no, Indian Motorcycles started it back in 1938. 38. Got so the, the knuckle boobs. saloon right there, by the way. Yeah. Walt looking up <laughs> boobs, I actually looked up facts, so it was good. That's good. Yeah, but what other facts do you have for us about Sturgis? Uh, there's about 250,000 people that were in attendance. It's been happening um, mm. annually, every year. Uh, there's apparently a shaving cream fight. I also saw a thong pole competition, but I can't find exactly where that happened. Uh, thong, thong pole or pole? Pull, uh, pull, like pulling something. P U L L. So, like you're oh. yanking on the, the thong? Let me look at the tranquil site and find it. Come on. You know what? Yeah, Google uh, thong pull, Brandon. And see what co- just see what comes up. Thong pull. <laughs> Urban dictionary. Oh, no. Girls do this to other girls by pulling the other girl's thong. Oh. That's the definition. That's a wedgie. Okay. There's a. Is this Maybe a go book? to news? Thong That's why I'm like Sturgis. Oh, man. No, not, don't do that. Never mind. Now you're just gonna there you go. Different Whoa. <laughs> what is going <laughs> on there? past that. Etsy, pull him to the side. Okay. Oh, my gosh. I found... <laughs> <laughs> this is not the best thing to do on a work computer. All right. I found something. Okay. The Sturgis... This computer. Yeah. Yeah, Sturgis yeah but it's still my login. I should have logged in under his. Yeah, I have the password if I, you need it. Well, I do, too. Dave <laughs> sent it to me as well. Oh. All right, Lisa, what do we have? So on uh, here's some on-site Sturgis contests. They have Air Sex World Championships. Is that where you just like dry hump? Yeah. Are you hey, a master? Google, Google that one too, Brent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Then there's the home, homemade bikini contest. The block party challenge rope swing contest. Oh, the beer belly Oh, you're basically, it, it's like, it's like sex charades. Mm-hmm. Is kind of what it is. Beers and burps. That's yeah. all, all my sexes. Midget sex bowling. What bowling? Midget bowling. That, I'm, I'm reading the title. Yeah, it just says midget bowling. You roll a little person down the dial there. No, you get nine oh, little people. Oh, slip and slide. It's a slip and slide. You act like they're the oh, ball. Oh, and then the ball. you're and then you're the yeah. ball, and you're trying to knock them over. No, 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 no. The, you, I guess you throw a oh, little you, person. You throw a little person. Okay. That that sounds terrible. Uh, over How cool would it be if your ball was Peter Dinklage? <laughs> <laughs> oh, the Mrs. Buffalo Chip Pageant. Those are the pictures that we have on the website. Oh, that's the uh, one where there, it's an actual beauty yeah. pageant that they have there. Yeah, no, and the girls are gorgeous. Sturgis sounds real classy. 
I don't know if that's just me. You know what? My I, I actually have a lot. My brother has gone to Sturgis quite a few times. Um, I have, a, I guess, like a bunch of our family members went together, like my brother with some of our like a, like aunts, uncles, and cousins and stuff. They said it's great. It's good to go at least once in your life to Sturgis. Okay. Kind of like Disneyland? No, you got to go more than once yeah, to Disneyland. Yeah. That changes all the time. <laughs> I at least But once. I mean, if you've seen one thong pole competition, you've seen them all, right? I don't know. Or is that uh, something that changes every time, too? I feel like that would be something that changes every time. <laughs> yeah. It all depends on the ladies. <laughs> and the year. I mean, because some of those pictures I saw. The year? <laughs> yeah, because yeah. I mean, because probably this year there were Songs some... change styles, Joanna, okay? <laughs> Although some of those shirts I saw were great. I really wish we could get that, the, the Sons of Trump one that looks like the Sons of Anarchy. <laughs> get that for Buzz. That one was pretty cool. And they also, they had the one for sale that that guy was wearing in Las Cruces at the Walmart when he was spitting on the cops, where it had Trump's head on uh, Drago's body from Rocky. And it said something about like the banks or something like that on the on the back of that. So yeah. Sturgis wrapped up this weekend. <laughs> We're sad we missed it. Yeah. <laughs> so BuzzFeed put up an article yesterday. Uh-huh. 31 songs that perfectly explain why millennials are the trashiest, messiest generation. Ooh, go on. Why are you talking about oh. me like this? Who wrote this article about me? There's, wait, wait, let me see if I agree with them before we get upset. Well, see, here's the thing. So I was <laughs> like, a vast majority of these songs, I don't have the slightest clue who they are. Okay. I think there's one right. rock song, and I don't even, like... Well, give them to me. I most likely know them all. I'm already <laughs> loving the picture that's yeah. out there. Wait, wait, wait. But has rock, has rock historically been considered something that is kind of like a dirty... Motley Crue, dude. Mm-hmm. Okay. Motley Crue. Yeah, yeah. That's all, all I got to say. All right, so number one is Christina Aguilera's Dirty. Yes. Great song. Great yeah. video. The only reason I know about this is because I believe Redman was also involved in this song, and she did... Uh, Mm -hmm. She did a song with him, or he did a song, I think with a similar beat called Let's Get Dirty. Uh, There is Nelly's Hot and Her. Oh, that's a great one. Yeah, that's a classic. That's a great video. Both of them I downloaded in middle school. Really? (laughs) Yes, and not to just watch for the music. All right, so we're going to start marking. Oh, look at the shiny new bell. Look at this. Oh, he He did get a new bell. He did get a new one. All right, so we're two for two. Beyonce's Naughty Girl. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Naughty Girl. That's how, it, that's how it goes. Uh, we have number four it. is Peaches <laughs> Bleep the Pain Away. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Never even heard of it. Oh. <gasps> Brendan, listen to it during commercial break. Yeah, not that's right it. now. Not right now. Not right well, now, yeah, we can't do it on the air. Number five is Big and Rich's Save a Horse, Ride a Cowboy. That was a great song. I know about live. this one because that I worked the- in country radio. Those dudes mm. party. Yeah, they do. I saw them the oh, very first God. year of Stagecoach. So the very first year of Stagecoach I went, and I'm not a country fan, but we had free tickets, so I'm like, yeah, screw it, let's go. So I went, and there's me. I hate country music. Me, three hours later. Save a horse, ride a cowboy. I had like a life-size cutout of Chetty, Kenny Chesney. I was walking around with him. I'm like, come on, Kenny, let's go. They, like, they, What's um, going on with Lisa? I got to get through this list really quick here. But So there was uh, a head, they headlined a show that for the radio station that I was working for and one of the openers them and a couple other guys they're walking around backstage with a half gallon of booze in each hand like each of them and my buddy who I worked with he goes they're going to Big and Rich's trailer and I'm like how do you know he goes 
the booze. And then sure enough, they walked through and they walked right in. And those guys, they were loaded, but they still put on a hell of a show. They're Big great. And rich. Uh, we've got uh, NERD's Lap Dance coming in at number six. Yeah, yeah. Willa Ford's I oh, Want to Be Bad. I love that song. Yes. The Donna's Take It Off. Yes. Uh, Lil John and the East Side Boys Get Low. Yes. Cisco's The, song, the Thong Song. Yeah. The Thong Mm-hmm. Britney Spears, I'm a slave for you. I'm a slave. All right. I think we need to have Nico sing all of these songs. Yes. Lady Marmalade, go. Yes, please. Yes. Suki Summit Marmalade. It's something like that. Yeah, yeah. Kazoom Tide. Um, let me get to the one song. Oh, the whisper oh, song. You missed the whisper song. What is the whisper song? <laughs> Wait, tell me. Oh, that one is dirty. That is dirty. <laughs> yeah, we can't sing it. I'm like, all we can do is whisper. Yeah, Nelly Furtado and Timbaland, Promiscuous. Shaggy's, uh, yeah. it wasn't me. It wasn't him. Uh, so let me get to the actual one song that a rock person might know. I was like, you haven't named a song I don't know yet. And <laughs> it's the Bloodhound Gang's Bad Touch. Oh, yes. Yeah, you baby. and me, baby, ain't nothing but mammals, so let's do it like they do on the Discovery Channel. I think I still know that entire song by heart, probably. And that is just about it. But oh, my neck, my back. You missed that one, too. Look, these are all songs that were probably played at my eighth grade dance. Yeah, mm-hmm. they are, actually. Right? I can just say that. Probably today, in my eighth grade dance, they would not be able to play WAP. Well, that's why they did this all. list was because WAP has become such a big thing, and people are calling it too sexual. But and we're the proof here, here like, is kind what? of like it's, this has been around, folks. Like this is nothing yeah. new. Mm-hmm. Um, just because you're shocked but by this, my neck, my back, lick my mm, yeah. just like that. My Netflix <laughs> okay. and my snack. Yeah. Whoa. My anxiety and panic attacks. <laughs> oh my god. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. Kamala Harris, she is the Democrats' VP pick. They're kicking off their Democratic National Convention virtually. Mm-hmm. Man, remember when Rage Against the Machine performed outside the DNC in the year 2000? Oh, we were all in middle school. I was 20. <laughs> <laughs> See, look, and Buzz ain't here, so there's no way, like, it, it just, it ends with me. Yeah. That's sad. And I'm missing a tooth. Nico <laughs> came in today, and he goes, he's like, God, when you smile, it looks even weirder now. Well, no. Because it looks weird to begin with, because I don't smile a lot. Yeah, he like, doesn't. that's not, I have, I have resting bitch face. I do. I, I, I'm, I'm trying to, to admit constantly that. get Brandon to laugh, and it never works that well. And I'm not sure if that's more of a commentary on me or him. No, it's just me. Like, it's, not, it's nothing on you, Nico. But today, when he smiled, that, that missing tooth made him look hilarious. Oh, yeah. If you want to see what my toothless smile looks like, you can even hear a, a bit of a lisp when I'm talking now. You can head on over to the uh, Facebook, video, uh, Facebook live stream. So in case you're wondering what did happen, I had a crown on that tooth, and it popped off. And so now they're going to have to fix it. So they had to yank that tooth out. So now i got to wait around for that. But the good folks over at Divine Dental hooking it up, man. You're looking, good work you're looking more and more like Buzz every year. Missing teeth. He <laughs> <laughs> starts oh, spitting no. on things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is why I only, I'm only willing to be in this seat for a week. Because there's something about being over here. Did you, have you ever taken a black light to Buzz's desk? Or? No. No, 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 no. no, no. I, I see what I clean up. And, and you can imagine. And it's already like, you know. Like, it was just, it's covered in a film. <laughs> During the break, Brandon was describing how he cleaned today. Like, oh. how he had to take Buzz's almonds out. <laughs> well, the one thing that people, 
I don't know if they realize this. So what he does is he buys filing cabinets or uh, cupboards, thinking like, oh, and, like, and he's got it's good intention. Organize. Well, yeah, and he has good intention because uh-huh. he know he knows that he can be sloppy and just, and just disorganized, really. So he's trying to make it so that he's he's able to solve this problem. But all that ends up happening, nothing usually goes in those things until I'm in here and I just pick up all this stuff to the left of him. And then he is throws cluttered. a fit because, well, it's it was organized. No, it wasn't. <laughs> no, no, it was it not. Wasn't. Did you need to file that used Q-tip away? Because that's what I was cleaning up. <laughs> did you method. need those jack-in-the-box ketchup packets? I did. Because there was at least a dozen of those. I've been looking for those. <laughs> you know what's going to happen when he His comes back? His house isn't that messy, though. Like, that's what I don't... Oh, Nico, Nico just told me during the commercials, too. He was like, the majority of the time I spend there, it's having to clean up. I tidy. I keep things tidy. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I think the best, though, was, like, at one point, everyone was wondering where me and one of my friends went, and we're both in there playing with lightsabers. We're like, look, <laughs> and there's swords. <laughs> we just did taking down the swords and pulling them out. I'm like, I'm like, look, look. And then he's got dice like a weirdo. That was one, oh, He collects dice. Yeah, he does. Like, he has jars full of dice. A lot of serial killer tendencies. Yeah. yeah. You should give tours, Nico. Was, like, he would be thinking, the dice man. How much do you think I would charge? Like, five bucks, ten bucks per tour per person to just look at Buzz's house? five bucks sounds yeah. good, yeah. yeah. Nico does really good tours. He gave me a tour that time I went. <laughs> for Lisa, so I just said, go look for stuff. Yeah, <laughs> yeah for me, he's, he's like... you're on an adventure. He's like, find the dungeon. And then I felt bad because at one point, my friend, she asked me, she's like, hey, can I use the bathroom? I'm like, yeah, I think there's one right there. She goes to use it, and later I hear, Lisa, I'm locked in! Oh, no. <laughs> so I was like trying to... Oh, yeah. According to plan. I'm just laughing because my friend showed up and he's like, "Hey, I'm here. I'm gonna hold on. Kristen's stuck, and we're both trying to pull." And I was like, "No, no, no. You push. I pull." And she's like, "We have to go the same direction, though." And we're just trying to open it. And then I just left her in there. I was like, "Look, I gotta go let our friend in because clearly I'm not gonna be able to get you out of here." Good lord, the the misadventures of Buzz's house. Yeah, yeah. Everybody's welcome. Yeah, <laughs> just everybody. I mean, that was the one thing when I was moving here, and I but like this is before I even really like knew Buzz at all. I think I had met him once before this, and he was like, "Yeah, just come move in with me." Mm-hmm. I can like, I could see how you'd get lonely there though. Like, well, it's a big ass house. It's a big house, and like Lisa and her friends were like the the first human contact I had in the, in the like that day, and I was like very excited. <laughs> what's what's he really the, was? He was like, I was gonna do nothing. I was gonna I was sit gonna by hang myself out with my dogs. And Hold I was on, like, what's the one thing you said? What? Buzz will come home and say, "Nico." Oh yeah. Oh, uh, he was like, "Oh, uh, well, he won't. He didn't won't believe that Lisa and Joanna came over." No, 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 oh, no, 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 no. What did you tell me? So sometimes Buzz comes home. Yeah, he, uh, and he tells you what? Oh, about us. You yeah. about on the show? Like nobody nope. talked to me today. Nobody yeah. talked to me today. <laughs> yeah, that's like one of his first complaints. I, I talked throughout the segment sure and nobody talked to me. Oh wait, is he talking about during the segments or is he talking about off air? During the segments. Oh. Yeah. And oh t- yeah, because he complains that we don't talk to him in that yeah. final segment of the show. Well, it's difficult at the end to gauge sometimes because. And our excuse is always, well, it's because Brandon's telling us it's already break. We don't want to continue. Yeah, the that's true. Yeah, that's but true. also I think of it as like a Mr. Rogers monologue at the end. Like this is where you're gonna yeah. give us those closing that moments. That monologue that Jerry Springer would give at the end, where he's like, "Take care of yourselves." 
and each other. other. That's what I think it is. I think it's the buzz monologue for the last segment. <laughs> then you'd be like, they were mean to me today. <laughs> That's like every day. I really couldn't even like, you couldn't even tell me what day it was. I'd be like, yeah, I know. He's probably right. <laughs> Tristan in our Facebook chat says that I look like, uh, I sell the good moonshine that will make you go blind. Because <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> normally you're farther away from the camera. So well, and people- I, I can hide it too because I got the way the monitors uh-huh. are set up. And what is it, the thing that somebody said? It looked like, was it a triblet? A triblet. It's like the little uh, thing that pops out of the hole. It's like um, a gopher? No, it's, no? It's, a, it's a cartoon character. Somebody in the Facebook chat will remind me of what it is because it's, that's what I look like. You just see this bald head kind of poking up over the monitors. But now, since I'm in Buzz's seat, you can you get the full, the full, full frontal, fa- the full facial, yeah, <laughs> of the beard with the tooth missing. Nice. Yeah, sure does make it easy to do this action, though, boys. Say. I tell you what, man. <laughs> make sure really, you won't come get some of that moonshine. Just make sure you don't drink too much because you will go a little bit blind. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so eventually we're going to get to Kamala Harris's husband. I want to buy meth from you for some reason. You, <laughs> you know it's good. It's That's the good, good stuff kind. right there, boys. <laughs> Tell you what. It's Dig- blue, Diglett. blue stuff. Diglett? Is Diglett. That what, yeah. Is that what it, yeah, there you go. That's a Pokemon. That's it, yeah. Well, because somebody made that kind. Have you ever looked what a diglet looks like? Yeah. Okay, because that's when I finally looked that up, I was like, yeah, they're right. Like, yeah, I do I totally look like that. I'm not going to deny that. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. Got to get back on track here, though, because Lisa's got some info on Kamala Harris's husband. And we want to we want to learn about the guy. So what do you have about Kamala Harris's husband there, Lisa? Well, his name's Doug Emhoff, and uh, he's had a pretty successful life. He uh, has three homes in L.A. Could San you imagine if his first name was Jack? so doug uh he's had a he's had a pretty expansive career representing huge entertainment conglomerates and uh so he has an annual salary of over a million dollars but right now you know his main priority is kamala Mm -hmm. and uh, go ahead and uh campaigning for her uh, he's going to be dedicating his time to that. So uh, he's one year older than Kamala, and uh, he was born in Brooklyn, New York. Uh, he was the who f- he could be the first Jewish spouse of a president or vice president if oh. uh, if the Democrats win. So he says that they were set up by Harris's best friend, which is a PR consultant uh, that said he's cute, managing partner in a law firm, and you guys might like each other. So um, I guess he texted her when they were courtside at an L.A. Lakers game. And uh, the next morning, he said he called her um, and he was driving to work and he left a long rambling message to her. And he thought he ruined his chances because it was so uncomfortable. I would think so. Kamala said she loved it and she actually still has the message saved on her phone. Aww. Adorable. So uh, she said, yeah, we just got along with each other. We were joking, laughing. Uh, And she says that they went ahead and started dating. Uh, He proposed one year after they met. And she said it was really nice because she was looking for her favorite pair of pants for work the next door morning, and they ordered takeout Thai food. And so that- clearly she wears the pants in the family. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Uh, and she says that when Doug declared that he wanted to spend the rest of his life with her, she replied with, that's nice, honey. So should we do the chicken or the shrimp or the pad thai <laughs> And then she turned around and noticed that he was down on one knee. <laughs> Oh, 
that's great. Uh, she, she said it was nice, though, because their wedding, they actually kept with their traditions. So um, she obviously... She withheld evidence? No. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Nice. Good. Uh, they, they asked for the vows, and she only gave half. She wasn't willing to give the other. That's pretty good. So she said, keeping with their Indian and Jewish heritage, she says that she put a flower garland around his neck. He stomped on the wine glass. Uh, but yeah, so they've been together for... He has actually two kids, adult kids already. And how cute is this? They call her, because obviously it's their stepmother, they call her Mamala. Aww. So that's her nickname. This sounds yeah. like a Disney Plus show mm-hmm. that's going to be coming soon, like an animated... Mamala. Yeah, called Mamala. It is adorable, yeah. So his most... He is actually a lawyer with a entertainment law firm, and his most famous client was the Taco Bell Chihuahua. Choquero <gasps> Taco Bell. Oh, my God. Uh-huh. So it was a, he won $42 million when a company was suing the fast food giant, claiming the turn-of-the-century advertising was a ripoff from their creation. Now, um, Emhoff won that case for the agency after a lengthy court battle. Now, he also represented, I don't know this person, so Brandon, here you come, uh, Chicago Bears wide receiver Willie. Oh, Willie Galt. There you go, Willie Galt. Yeah, he got in big trouble for... They were trying to run like an insurance scam. Inflated share prices of a, his medical device company. Oh, interesting. He was, had to pay $200,000. Yeah, it was Willie Galt. And I, I believe there was other former football players involved as well. So he did. So if he paid, did, did, does that mean they won? That? No, they lost that one. But because no. I think they, he. They well, settled? Or what do you mean? Uh, it just says he had to pay more than $200,000. Wow. Uh, He's on his second marriage. He has two grown children, Cole and Ella. They're named after, uh, he's a big fan of jazz, so John Coltrane and this Ella is, Fitzgerald. Um, Mr. Emhoff story. Does he like the jazz flute? <laughs> that, I'm gonna... Anchorman. Oh, okay. I play the jazz flute. Uh, and it says here that Kamala is actually really good friends with his uh, first wife. She said that she's close to the kids. She's close with the the first wife, and so and they call her Mamala one because obviously Kamala, but also um, Mamala is a Yiddish term uh, of endearment meaning little mama. Hmm. So she said that I actually really hit it off with his first wife. Uh, we sometimes joke around that our modern family is a little too functional for most people. Um, so she said to like meeting his mother, she's met the whole family. Uh, but yeah, they, uh, just, they have a really good, I thought it was just really interesting his career in the past. And there's even videos of a time that a guy, a protester, an animal rights protester stormed the stage at an event and tried to grab the microphone out of her mouth or out of her uh, hand. And, uh, Doug actually wrestled the mic from the man and helped tackle and bring him and take him away. Oh <laughs> So it kind of reminds me a little bit of Jill Biden. Remember when that person tried to jump up oh, yeah. and attack Joe and she jumped up there? I mean, hey, at least we know mm-hmm. the Democrat side, they'll, they'll defend their uh, their spouse. All right. So, well, here's the talk about dog for you. Remember these commercials? Oh, yeah. Yo quiero. This one Taco comes Bell. from 1997. My gosh. Walks right by the lady, Chihuahua. Sorry, Aww. lady. <laughs> Dude, how stoned is that guy? Like, look, look I mean, look at the commercial. Well, a dog is talking to him, so he must feel like he's that's true tripping pretty hard. So, did he give him some of the Taco Bell? I God. think it's one of those commercials that's up to interpretation. That's racist, right? Like, that would not fly now. Mm, 
I don't know. Chihuahuas technically are. <laughs> They're technically. I think it depends on who finds it racist. Yeah. I, I'm just saying. I think that the cult, the atmosphere for. But well, who finds it racist? Yeah. Like that's the thing is if that culture, if the Mexican culture doesn't find it racist, then is it technically racist? Because shouldn't that be the goal? Yeah, but what's the standard? If one Mexican person is offended, does that count, or does it have to be a well, thousand? I, th- I mean, I think you would be... have to. I think you, if you were to take like a poll, where's the majority going on? Yo this quiero side? Taco Bell. Yeah, where like which side of which side of the fence are we going on here? It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. And we've been muted. Yeah, we're gonna lose the Facebook stream. Right ah! Now. <laughs> Good Lord. No. Somebody was saying in the Facebook chat that Shinedown sounds that li- the same way live because they lip sync. Anytime I've seen him before, he ain't lip syncing. No. He's singing. He's no, totally singing. He's totally singing. Like he I've is been that full close on. enough to know. He's yeah, like you can actually hear like, the, his oh yeah. voice like, I've when heard you're that him, close. I've heard him warming up beforehand. No. <laughs> yeah, he's yeah. not He's not lip syncing. No, 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 no. Definitely not. All right. Let's get to at least one of these <laughs> entertainment stories here. All right. Because we still have rock news we're going to get to it by, by the end of this hour. But Joanna, what do we have on the entertainment front? Well, let's start with Dave Franco. He has signed on to play the one and only Rob Van Winkle, a man you probably know better as... Vanilla Ice! Vanilla what? Ice! The actor says that this project has been in development for a bit, and he says that he's working in conjunction with the rapper-turned-house flipper to bring his life to the big screen. Hmm. Franco says his vision for the biopic, which is titled To the Extreme, as in... To the extreme, I rock a mic like, like a vandal. vandal. Let up stage, watch a chump like, ah, watch a chump like a candle. Nice. nice. It involves giving Vanilla Ice the same treatment his brother James gave to Tommy Wiseau in The Disaster Artist. No release date has been announced. Dave Franco, highly underrated comedian, by the he way. Like, he's great. funny. Hey, why don't you go pee your pants again? Dude, that was like eight years ago, <laughs> a-hole. People don't People forget, Greg. It's <laughs> <laughs> great. Um, and there's also side-by-sides of Dave Franco and Vanilla Ice, and there's ways to do it. That's very believable. Did you ever see him on Conan when they went on Tinder? And no. they both set up profiles? No. <laughs> and Conan's like, do we, should we let these people know we are who we are, or should we just act like we aren't? So as Dave Franco's typing in his bio... He he types in all this information and he goes, P.S. Dave Franco sucks. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Dave Franco, actually a very good horror director. Over the weekend, I saw a movie called The Rental that he directed and it stars his wife, Allison Brie. Oh, yeah. yeah. Really good movie. So he can span genres there. Comedian Chris Delia. 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 Do you know what ruined us? It was Delia's, that clothing Delia's? magazine back in the day. Chris Delia. Well, who he has been accused of sexually harassing underage girls, a claim that he has denied, is being digitally replaced in Zack Snyder's zombie movie, Army of the Dead. Comedian Tig Notaro will be replacing him in the film using a combination of reshoots and digital trickery. The film about a Las Vegas heist amid a zombie apocalypse also stars Dave Bautista, Theo Rossi, and Omar Hardrick. Among others, the film wrapped shooting last year and was in post-production when the COVID-19 pandemic shut down Hollywood. The post-production process allowed the director to have an opportunity to replace Delia with Nataro, who will reportedly shoot her scenes using a combination of techniques, including green screen and computer-generated digital composting. Uh, And yeah. That's going to be coming out soon. Do you think when they were filming the second season of You, they were like, hey, who's got experience with <laughs> with no. being creepy? 
Do you think he's he like, I'm a like, method actor. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think he's like, I really connect to this part. And everyone was like, wow, he's really committing to it, mm. not knowing that oh, that's what just he him. really meant. He's yeah. like, I thought it was a reality show, dude. So weird. Well, it's a surprise that big stars have rules on set. Quentin Tarantino doesn't allow cell phones. Christopher Nolan doesn't allow chairs. Now we know that Tom Cruise won't let anyone run on screen with him. This according to Annabelle Wallace. Because his little legs can't keep up. (laughs) (laughs) The actress who starred opposite Cruise in 2017's The Mummy told The Hollywood Reporter that when it comes to the actor hitting his stride on set, it's a one-man show. Wallace says that at first he told her that she couldn't run with him on screen. So he said... Actually, I'm a very good, I'm a really good runner. So she would time her treadmill so that when he would walk in, he she would see her run. And then he added all these running scenes because apparently he was very impressed. By how she runs? By how she runs. You run good. Mm. And so suddenly he was like, you know what? Add those running scenes. I'm okay with it. He's like, I'm a chaser. Well, because <laughs> he's so good at running. Like, he's supposedly a very good runner. Yeah, well, Wallace's reveal comes as no surprise as the action star has a reputation for doing his own stunts. For 2018's Mission Impossible Fallout, Cruise performed a halo jump, which required a skydive from 25,000 feet with a parachute opening at below 3,000 feet, among other several jaw-dropping feats. And in May, NASA confirmed that he's suiting up to make a movie in space. This just remembers, I, I just remember now, there's the movie with uh, Eddie Murphy, and I think it's like Bowfinger or yeah! something? Yeah! Where Heather, is that the one where Heather Graham yes. runs? Yes. And I, ever since then, I was like, it must be really hard to run in movies, like if you have to do that. Yeah. I just remember her <laughs> awkward running that she was doing, and then after that, I was like, how do they run in movies? Yeah, Bowfinger's the one where they have the, it's Eddie Murphy plays two characters. He plays yeah. this big movie star, but then he also plays this movie star's nerdy brother. Right. And there's a scene where he plays Charlie. Yeah, Steve. <laughs> yeah. Steve Martin uh, is he's directing this film. He's trying to get him to cross the freeway, but they don't block off the freeway. So that's what he's doing. The hail the god, hail the god, hail the god, as he's running in the middle of traffic. With entertainment news, I'm Joanna Barber. All right, we knocked it all out. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. People are also wondering if we got the hammer. Yeah, we did. Yeah, we totally did. Because uh, I'm sitting here, and as you're playing, I'm like, oh, uh, yeah, no. There it is. That was yeah, I was playing a little bit too much. I got to keep them short, apparently. I think if I keep it to like a five-second clip. God, but some of those songs, man. Oh, I forgot Danny Elfman. Yeah. Well, no, because there's a great show on Disney+. Plus. You guys should watch it. It's called Prop Magic. And they interview him, and he pulls out, like, the life-size replica of the hill from Nightmare Before Christmas. He's like, yes. He's like, oh, you mean this? And he's like, what's this? This old thing? What's this? And you know what's cool, though? (laughs) So he has the little, um, the clay, like, not claymation, but whatever it was that they made uh, Mm -hmm. it out of. And he is talking about how they have to keep redoing parts of the figures because they actually melt off every year. Like, I think it's, like, the, the Santa hat. The red and the white tips of the Santa hat starts melting off. So he's like, yeah, every year I have to get it cleaned. And then we have to remake the part Damn. and put it back on. Because it, it just melts How many apart. documentaries do you watch, Lisa? I love documentaries. Documentaries are great. Oh, my God. You I guys started are- Unwell this weekend. <gasps> I was going to start that. How is it? It's really good. So Unwell is where they go through uh, just different kinds of uh, like therapies and different things. So the first one is on essential oils. And it goes through the entire thing and basically how all of them are pyramid schemes. 
and they start talking about like this one woman who ended up like almost ODing on essential oils and it made her mm-hmm. allergic to them. Or she like sticking them. She OD'd on hibiscus. Well, because the thing is, is that they're saying it's like lavender. Like <laughs> essential oils is you use it topically. You don't need to ingest the essential. Was oil. she drinking it? Yeah, and that's the thing is because they oh tell you, but they tell you that they're like, yeah, you can absolutely. Why do you think like there's lemon flavors and, then and peppermint like, and all these things in your? You food. go to like the Facebook groups and you're like, hey, has anybody else had this reaction? And then they tell you things like. Well, it's just your body detoxing, just yes! taking the essential oils. And that's what happened. The woman, she ended up in the hospital. You're you're vomiting blood because this is your body's way of rejecting all of the badness. Inside. Yeah, exactly. Detoxing. And so, yeah, they. but I watched that one. And then they have the next one is on tantric sex. <laughs> and I started that one and then I fell asleep. I was like, oh, I'll finish this. But <laughs> it, it was too long for you? Yeah, <laughs> far too long. Uh, no, but it's, it was actually a really good series, like uh, going over the essential oils and stuff. And they're saying, like, look. Why don't you want to get lost in fantasies, Lisa, and just random, you know, fiction? Why do you, why do you like documentaries? Because I like facts. <laughs> That's an alternative fact. <laughs> um, yeah. I, I wrapped up the last narc. Oh yeah. <sighs> was it? Oh, that? oh, my mom was watching. That. Oh it's my too... god. Is that about no, the Kiki Camarena? Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god. I started and I couldn't finish it. You might need to finish it. No. Like it. Come on, no. Or, you know, Wikipedia. Ah, oh, thank you. Because well, that gets into more of the conspiracy stuff about the, the murder, right? Not just the... Oh, it, not, goes, not in, it the, goes into the fact that there was a dude from the CIA there. Yeah, he's like... Well, he was being tortured and uh, murdered. Um, he was a fa- pretty famous uh, CIA guy. Uh-huh. He, he was from Cuba. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to remember what it... Was it um, Raul, uh, Raul Hernandez, I think? I God, I, I'm, I'm probably getting that wrong. But yeah, like that's... What, one of the episodes ends where... They, so they're talking to guys who were there while Kiki Camarena was being mm-hmm. tortured. Mm-hmm. And they all mentioned there was this one Cuban guy, nobody knew who he was. And then um, the, the, like the main guy who was behind the Kiki Camarena um, investigation, he created a lineup that had a picture of this one guy that they knew that was in the CIA. And ev- all the guys were like, yeah, that dude was there. We don't know who he was. Oh, wow. And he was a member of the CIA. So, yeah, I highly recommend watching. And corruption in the Mexican government, like supposedly Mexican officials were there, right, during the... Well, I mean, we all assumed that, didn't during, we? <laughs> well, I didn't know that they were in, oh, the, they were there, yeah. in the room during they were saying, the... They were saying, like, the way that it, they portrayed is that when it happened, um, it was like a giant party. And they were all on site, and they were just partying, and then they took Kiki Camarena into this back room, and... It, and that's the part where, like, with Lisa, where she doesn't want to watch it. I don't blame her at all because it's it's brutal, man. It's it's tough to listen. What did to. they do to him? Uh, watch it. All right. Yeah, just, just just watch. Yeah, just it's, watch it. it's pretty. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. Nico's got quite the internal clock, man. I do. He called it. He he left the studio during comer- during commercials, and he goes, "Look, I got a great internal clock. I'm going to be back with five seconds to go." Mm-hmm. There was two seconds. Comes with lots of practice. I know how, exactly how long it takes me to fart. Pretty on point right there. Yep. Go. Facebook chat is still up. We did have to restart it because I was playing far too much of the isolated vocals. Mm-hmm. That's weird that even the isolated vocals get picked up. Yeah. Um, Mar over in the Facebook chat says, Rockstar 101. I listened to it. Well, you and my dad. Congratulations. <laughs> That's the podcast I do with Shim Moore. Uh, he's the former lead singer of Sick Puppies. We haven't been able to get a new episode recorded because the schedules are just so weird at this point. School is starting. Today was the first day of school for my kid. It's 100% virtual, you know, online, sitting in front of a computer screen for like Mm -hmm. seven hours. Today's my first day of school, too. 
uh, doing? I am taking uh, a writing for radio and new podcasts and uh, improv. Who is teaching this class? Um, he, from Second City. So it's a virtual online thing. Okay. Yeah. Is it like a weekly thing? Like, do you have assignments uh, every week? Yes. Or? You have assignments every week. And are you auditing the course or are you going to get an A? Uh, no. I mean, it's not for college credit or anything. It's just to learn how to do these things. To and, help uh, him. Yeah, to help me. Well, how are you supposed to know if you're doing good if you don't get a grade? Uh, you get graded. I'm sure. Oh, okay. There's a lot of feedback. They say you suck or you don't. <laughs> you suck, sir. Yeah. So speaking of podcasts, we've got a bunch. There's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. Might be a little bit limited today considering we were playing a lot of vocals and Joanna knows. That stuff we can't put in the podcast. Oh, that's interesting. Um, it would have been great if we all just sang along to it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Next time, guys. I'm going to do it terrible. Oh, I can't. Do, do the sound beds make it into the podcast? No. No. Oh. No, We the way we do the podcast is it only picks up the microphones and the telephone. Okay. And that's it. So no, none of the music, none of the no, sound No, because that's the only thing we have the rights for. But what Joanna has to do after the show is she pieces it together. And then we have like a list of copyright-free songs that can be used kind of whenever, wherever, including online, and then she puts that stuff in it as well. So if you'll notice, if you ever, if there's a, ever a segment in the podcast and all of a sudden there's a clip that we are playing or maybe reacting to and you don't necessarily hear it, that's why. We don't have the rights to put that in the podcast. We can do it on the FM dial, but sometimes not the podcast. I'll clear it out and I, I won't leave the gaps in, but then sometimes we have like great reactions to it yeah. that I have to keep it in. Keep all that stuff in there. So check out the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. Ooh. It's available wherever you get your podcasts. That could be uh, Spotify, Apple, Google, doesn't matter. It's right there for you. There is also Rockstar 101. That's the one I do with Shim Moore. We're trying to figure out how to get our schedules uh, lined back up. Does because he live on the other side of the planet? He's in Australia. <laughs> yeah. It, which is it is truly the other side of the planet. And they are technically 16 hours ahead, oh, which wow. means they're eight. You're talking like, to them in the future. Well, yeah. So it's like if I am going to try to record with him at 5 p.m. our time, it's um, 9 a.m. his time, the next day. Wow. So it's it's not easy to try to figure that out. And with our kids uh, all starting school here, uh, we're trying to figure out how exactly it is that we are going to, to do that and figure it out. So if you are uh, tuning into Rockstar 101 and you haven't noticed a new episode in about a week, that's the reason why our, our schedules have been nuts. Uh, Joanna and Emily went and did a live version of What the Buzz. Cool. What did you guys do, Joanna? It was not a the podcast. It was just a live, a Facebook live. But our podcast is sponsored by Coffee House of Hell over at twenty two hundred Lichavino Suite B three B. They are open B3B. every day. They're great. They'll scare the frap out of you. <laughs> nice. Is that their thing, or did you make that up? No, Adrian made that up actually. Wow, that's pretty good. <laughs> you have a good so copywriter. Adrian, they have a uh, coffee strong enough to wake the dead. I love it. Nice. It's great. Coffee House of Hell. But they do have What the Buzz. That's available wherever you get your podcasts. Mm-hmm. And how frequently is that one dropping? Every two weeks. Every two weeks for nice. What the Buzz. Here is another one. I gotta tr- I'm got i going to try to keep this short so we don't get pinged on Facebook. But this is somebody who kind of got mentioned earlier for the best rock vocalists. But I don't think he's anywhere near the top. But I guess we'll mm. kind of see here. So it's David Lee Roth, Van Halen. Oh. <laughs> nice. My favorite. That's the best part. <laughs> Gets me every time. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, what the hell did he say? What was that? Did he just speak Cajun? <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> Baby, I ain't lying to you. Uh, I guess not. I'm only going to tell you. Trying to figure out exactly what it is that he is going with there. So we're going to get that up at the website soon. And I want input. I want help on who should be the number one seeds. I mean, the obvious one for me is Freddie Mercury. Like, that dude's going to be a number one seed. And we're going to build this tournament and find out who everybody thinks is the greatest rock vocalist of all time. Lisa, did you know that Gerard Way has a very famous cousin? No way. Way. Lisa, you sound so weird. (laughs) Uh, You know what? I do. I remember hearing this, but I can't remember who it is. I feel like we talked about this. We talked about this on air before, but I can't remember right now who it is. Joe Rogan. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. What? Joe Rogan has a podcast. But did you know Joe Rogan has a podcast? Uh, No, on his podcast, he was talking with Kevin Smith and. That came up where he was like, yeah, he's like, and, and Joe even admits, he's like, we've never met. Like, I don't oh. actually know the guy, but they are technically cousins. Yeah, they're second cousins. It's on their Wikipedia page. Because I think Joe's grandma is Gerard's aunt or vice versa. It's something like that. Which reminds me, Joanna, have you watched Umbrella Academy yet? No. Dude, oh, come on. I forgot about that. I even rewatched it. Nico, have you watched Umbrella Academy? Uh, yeah, I've seen the first season twice, but I'm holding out on the second season. Why? I, uh, I'm just waiting. I'm saving it. It's better than the first. I'm saving it because I know it's going to be good, and right now I don't have that much to watch, so I'm saving it. Well, like, if you don't have that much to watch, watch it now. I, 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 you I, have very strange logic. I like to save things for when they're not popular. Like, I just saw Game mm-hmm. of Thrones, like, yesterday. There you go. So you're a hipster. Yeah. A little bit. Sounds very douchey. (laughs) But it is. Season two is vastly better. Okay. See, it's something to look forward to. And season one was good. Yeah, season season one was really good, and this is even better. Somebody Somebody was asking about the documentary that I was talking about. It's called The Last Narc, and it's on Amazon Prime. My mom was watching that, and then she'd come out of her room giving us an update. It's so Dude. weird that you mentioned that, too, because uh, for some reason, that case, the Kiki Moreno case, came up to, uh, in conversation the other day. And somebody was saying that that's what the first season of Narcos is about, or the second the season? second season. Yeah, second uh, season. Narcos Mexico, Mexico, yeah. Yeah. But that's the dramatic Like, they version. talk about El Chapo, because he was around for all of this stuff as mm-hmm. well. And, like, Kiki's death happens kind of off screen. Yeah, and then I started talking about, or I started watching um, Most Wanted, oh, which that's is on where Netflix. They have, every episode's a different Most Wanted person. Yes, and it's and it kicks right off with one of the um, the guys in Mexico. Gosh, now I'm completely blanking on it. But, but oh, it was, um, they had this, the Sinaloa cartel. And oh, El Chapo's um, right El Mayo. Uh, yeah, El Mayo. Yeah. Um, I know my cartels. Clearly you do. I do. <laughs> but yeah, I highly recommend The Last Narc. Justin Underwood uh, had texted me about watching that. So I was texting him over the week. I was like, dude. Well, why? Like, you know, it's, it, it's, it's brutal when all, I, I just, dude, is the text. Why did they torture him? What, what was the, I mean, that sounded, it seems unnecessary. From... What you kind of gather from the documentary is they were trying to get answers because the way that it was happening was they were using the Mexican drug money to fund the guns 
in Nicaragua. Oh. And it was just and it was just transporting the guns and the drugs and it was one big loop and the CIA was behind it all because the Nicaraguan government was communist at that time. So they were funding the rebels to defeat the CIA was mm-hmm. was funding the rebels using the Mexican drug money the whole time the DEA is trying oh. to bust the cartels down in Mexico. Should I be talking about this on the air this close to the border? <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> it's anything. really good, though, man. Like, just what the the kind of the main guy of the last narc is Hector um, Bareles, B e r r e l l e z. Bareles. Bareles. There you go, Hector Bareles. He, man, you want to talk about a dude you want to sit down and have a beer with and just chat? That guy. That guy's seen some. Yeah. Because he was the main guy behind the Kiki Camarena investigation. And it goes into how they transport, like, they kidnapped the doctor that was there during. Oh, because there was a doctor keeping him awake for the, he would, for the torture. Kiki Camarena right? would mm-hmm. go into a coma. The doctor would specifically Ugh. wake him up to answer more questions, and then he would fall back into the coma. And so they kidnapped the doctor to bring him to the United States to put him on trial. But somehow he got off, and it turns out it's because the CIA is behind all of this stuff. It was just, man, it's crazy stuff, man. Crazy. Crazy stuff. All right, well, let's check out the website, uh, klaq.com. Joanna's got a post up there about... Shark uh, Queen? Things now. <laughs> I, mean, I, I, I had it here. Nothing. I had it right in front of me. About it was one of the things that, that people... in movies, but never yes. in real life. Yes. And one of the top ones here, somebody said, no one poops. Um, no, I, I actually they do. Um, John Travolta did uh, Vincent Vega. Remember that's right before he gets killed by Bruce Willis. Yeah, at the end of Pulp Fiction. In Dumb and Dumber, he poops. Oh God, yeah, he does. <laughs> All right. So what was what was the thought process behind this, Joanna? What do we have going? Have on? Have y'all ever seen Pleasantville? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. There's that scene with the breakfast scene, which, by the way, looks delicious. AF. Oh, yeah, all the food. All the food, and she kind of is, like, forced to eat it, but she doesn't really want to eat it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then there's also the parent trap. Chessie creates this big breakfast for Al- Hallie, mm-hmm. and she doesn't want to eat it. And I'm like, why don't they ever eat breakfast in these movies? Mm-hmm. Or they'll have these extravagant feasts, and then they're like, oh, I'm just going to take a strawberry. Bye, I got to run. Yeah. I'm and running I'm late. All- Everybody's always running late, and, and they all- grab, like, there's a piece like- of toast. Yeah. Exactly, and that is. But something. who has time to even eat breakfast, though? Really? I yeah, I'm, I eat my breakfast here. Well, that's okay. right. Yeah, I mean, like, they always also, have a sit-down breakfast in the morning, like the whole family. I'm uh, like, normal, what family does how, that? Normal people, Lisa. How early Not even. are these people waking up to make these extravagant breakfast feasts? Yeah. I mean, it would be you making food for Tubby, basically. No, but I mean, even when I was in high school, like my family, we didn't do that either. There was no like sit down for breakfast. It was like, yo, let's go. You got 20 minutes. I, I thought families reserved that for like Sundays, like a Sunday breakfast or like right. a... Yeah, we do Sunday breakfast after church we would go. But like on a regular Tuesday? Yeah, see, during the week, mm-mm, it's and like get up like, and always get up. gotta a have a breakfast glass of school. orange juice and a glass of milk. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Cereal. Not toast. even. My parents would be like, do you want to yeah. eat or do you want to sleep an extra 20 minutes? I'm up. bye. It was always sleep. Always sleep. sleep. Always one at my house. Still so does. we asked our listeners, if we go over to our Facebook page, I have, every week I have a different question. Once it was uh, movie quotes, and that one took off really well. This week was, what's something that happens in movies that never happen in real life? We also got a few roasts in the comments. So listeners gave us some really good answers. 
And I'm trying Somebody to said credits. Place. Is that just like the rolling of credits? Yes, <laughs> it's just the rolling of the credits. That's how I want my funeral to end, by the way. With, r- credits. With credits. Like, like it's got like, you know, wife played by, and then it's got my wife's name up there. Child played by, and it's got my kid up there. Because I was also <laughs> telling funny. them, I had this really morbid moment where, um, like I was laying down on my back, and I told my wife, I was like, hey, when I die, could you bury me like this? <laughs> with, your, how, how? with just my thumbs up and then I thought about it I was like no 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 no. I want to be like this so that when I'm when I'm there people can bump nucks oh nice you know wait bump what nucks <laughs> bump nucks dude I got it so when I go up to Brandon's casket I'll be like bumping nucks I'll bump your give n- some dap yeah I'll bump dap. your nucks dap. yeah um, uh, one is a good one. A character being sloppy drunk and something important happens. And, and they they're suddenly sober. sober. Yeah. Or they magically wake up with no hangover. Yeah. Man, we just watched The Hangover a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, there's no way they're functioning after that. Being <laughs> drugged and drinking that much? Come on. That's when you go for breakfast. <laughs> and then they go eat and one of them barfs. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> Realistic scene. Not a table, Carlos. One guy's missing a tooth. You know, you think there's a jungle cat in the back. Dude, I dude, I had mine done in a dental office and it hurt for a week. (laughs) Here's one that I always saw in movies, and then when it happens in real life, you're like, no, that can't happen. Making out right after waking up. Yeah. Mm -hmm. With that morning breath, like you just roll over and you're like, good morning, honey. I have such an issue with that. Like, I don't even talk in the morning until I brush my teeth because it freaks me out so bad. Somebody wrote on here, sex without awkward moments. (laughs) There was one really elaborate one that I really, oh. Are they saying that all their sex has awkward moments? Normal sex has awkward moments? It totally does. What are you talking about? (laughs) Wait, this is the really elaborate one that I appreciate. He goes, the sex scenes that seem to be so elegant and perfect. Nobody's hair is messed up. The dogs or cats don't interrupt. Kids don't walk in. They transition into another position effortlessly. Nobody farts or makes any unfortunate body sounds. No one ever cramps up. It's just not realistic. Cramps up. Oh, the cramps. <laughs> that just spoke to me on a spiritual level. <laughs> Empty streets during a car chase. Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah, that's pretty weird. Uh, instant parking downtown wherever it's needed. And it's always somehow right in front of the building you need to go to. Like, oh, I found this parking. There was this scene... From Seinfeld, which is our second Seinfeld <laughs> reference of the day. She's, they, they're forcing her to watch The English Patient. Uh-huh. She's already seen it and she hates it, but she can't admit that she hates it because everybody loves it. So she's just tortured right now. <laughs> no, the one the one part that this didn't have is when I, I guess they're they're doing it in the bathtub, uh-huh. and, she, and she yells in the theater, and she's like, "That's not even possible." <laughs> so it's yet another thing that apparently happens in movies. That does not happen in real life. Dance sequences on the street. Yes, <laughs> I agree with that one. Yeah, that one, any like, type of dance sequence or flash mob. Did yeah. you see the, the uh, response? Yeah. Someone's like, "Have you never heard of flash mob?" Oh, you're right. Yeah. yeah, but those just seem very coordinated. The dance scenes in movies don't. <laughs> Somebody wrote here. They find a cure. <laughs> There's toilet paper at Walmart. The toilet paper thing's actually kind of died down. 
There's some things you still can't yeah. find. Like, I can't find the Clorox wipes. Yeah, the, the, the cleaning supplies. I can't find Lysol. But I think we finally realized that stocking up on toilet paper wasn't going to do anything for anybody. I know it was like a few months ago already, but I still don't like how some of you guys acted. Yeah, with the toilet paper. So you have like, never specific to, complaints about people. Yeah, I still never had to buy any. Like I'm not gonna lie, the what the crap is the best product business <laughs> ever. I'm such a big fan of them now. You guys just don't take toilet paper from here. No. <laughs> How do you take it from here? You put it know. in your bag once yeah. you're in the bathroom. Or figured, who gives I've, a crap? I figured most it. people. Would. Ours no. The men's. We've talked about this. The men's is locked up. What? Uh, yeah. yeah. Ours, Ours is, is not. not. <laughs> <laughs> Probably should. <laughs> yeah, they really should. Yeah, they don't. They don't lock them up. Yeah, no. For the ladies, apparently. No, nope. but they what? do for us. Oh yeah. We're um, gonna catch Nico in there stealing toilet paper. No, uh, the, there's no, there's no like newspaper in the bathroom right now, and the only reason I can think of is Buzz because is Buzz is well, not it's gonna here. be out front. You yeah. can go get it if you want. Yeah, but I'm used to just going to the bathroom and it being on the floor already. <laughs> That's gross. What? He just leaves it there. What yeah. is this? Yeah. He just leaves it like. In front of the toilet, <laughs> but it's already open. He just, yeah, he just leaves it on person? the ground with like sections cut out. Yeah, Jeez. but it's open, so you can just kind of read it without touching. Such it. a sociopath kind of thing, like it's just little holes <laughs> missing. Okay. Pretty much, it's like a puzzle. Yeah, you have to figure out over there. <laughs> All right, well, we have uh, more of this. Go to KLAQ.com. You can check out Joanna's post about the things that happen in movies that do not happen in real life. I yeah, wonder yeah. if people leave newspapers on the bathroom stall floor in movies. Mm-hmm. Have you ever seen know. that before? Oh, but that does remind me. There's a post going up right now. Uh, the El Paso Rhinos have made the top four for yeah. Crafts Hockeyville um, nice. voting. They could win $150,000 to get the rink upgrades. So there's a oh. post going up about it uh, today. So you can vote. Vote until the end of the month. Gotta find all that over at KLEQ.com. Coming up, Nico found a story about what is the pettiest thing that you've ever taken after a breakup. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Toothbrush. <laughs> <laughs> Immediately, we're gonna get some good stuff out of Lisa and Joanna. Coming up on the Buzz Adams Morning Show. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. Nico and I are in here talking about fencing and round robin tournaments. I mean, it's a crazy time in the studio today, folks. Yeah, real crazy. You're talking about fencing. Well, we were trying to figure out how we're going to piece together the tournament of rock vocalists, because that's where I think I'm going to struggle the most, is trying to figure out who should go up against yeah. who because, in like, the first round, and how just, do you set it up? Somebody just said Paul McCartney, and you said that somebody put uh, John, John Lennon. John Lennon. And it's like, if you put them up against somebody like Chester Bennington, how do they compare to each other, you know? Well, but that's uh, kind of the point of it. Cappy, what do you think, buddy? That's a great question. Um, rock vocalist. Now, are we going, um, I mean, because there's so many great voices. In, not just classic rock world. either, Steve. No, I get it. I get well, it. I'm I mean, not just I'm classic rock. We're like, not a classic rock well, like, station. If you think about it, um, you know, somebody like Jeff Tate has an unbelievable voice. He was and... getting a ton of people saying uh, he needs to be on there from uh, Queensryche. Yeah. I mean, he's got, oh, and when you're saying he was, I mean, he was voting for himself. No, 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 no. Like uh, the the viewers oh, who were on the okay. Facebook chat, a lot of Got people it. were mentioning Jeff Tate's name. Yeah, I think that you know Jeff Tate. I think Bruce Dickinson from Iron Maiden. More cowbell, uh, Bruce Dickinson. 
<laughs> and then, um, you know, you can also, that's the thing. There's so many great ones. When you think about it, you can also, um, I'm trying to think who else would be, would be good with this. Rob Halford would be great yep. for a great vocalist contest. I mean, that's the thing. There's so many, I mean, you're, you're bringing up the classics like McCartney and Lennon, but then you start to think about just how many bands have incredible, you know, vocals. And that's, that's, it's, it's going to be a fun contest. I like it. So yeah, I started this list. I started this a while ago, and if you want to find the whole post, you can go to klaq.com. And uh, people were mentioning Klaus Mine, Mine or Maine. Um, mm-hmm. He was already on the list. Vince Neil, Serge Tankian, Jonathan Davis, Mike Patton, um, Roger Daltrey, Steven Tyler, <laughs> David Lee Roth, which I love playing the clip of where he's just going, <laughs> Ivan Moody, Jacoby Shaddix, Maria Brink, Lizzie Hale, Amy Lee, Taylor Momsen, Joan Jett. If you want to talk about the female uh, lead singers. So, Cappy, we got the NBA kicking off or tipping off, I should say, today. What do you think we're going to see from the NBA playoffs? I mean, that's, you know what? The fun part is, is that we'll, I'm interested to see if certain teams are going to put it into another gear. That's the thing I'm looking for. Like, take the Milwaukee Bucks, for example. They were three of their last ten. They, they they were they were ice cold down the stretch. And meanwhile, the Raptors were nine out of their last ten. So the Raptors were hot. The Bucks were not. And I don't know. I'm I'm wondering if some of these teams that have been in the bubble will figure out how to go into playoff mode and take it to another gear, or if they're just not going to be able to adjust, not being in their home cities and their home arenas, and just bow out of the playoffs. So I'm kind of fascinated to see where things are. The Lakers were. Four out of their last ten. They've won four out of their last ten. They lost six. And I mean, it was no great team in the um, in, in the NBA Western Conference over the last uh, few weeks of the bubble. So, well, Phoenix was. I mean, Phoenix went eight zero, but they yeah, still missed the playoffs. True. Unfortunately, I, I, you're right. And and look at what happened with Memphis. Memphis was was the eight seed when it started, and then they lose out to Portland. So you know, because Portland got hot down the stretch, and and Memphis was not. So oh, really? Damian right. Lillard was the one that got hot. Although it really it was C.J. McCollum and Yusuf Nurkic that kind of helped them vault over the Grizzlies. So a lot of people are g- doing this comparison with the Blazers being the eight seed uh, going up against the Lakers, the number one seed. And people are saying like, "Oh, the Lakers better be careful. This Portland team is dangerous." I'm a Portland fan, and I don't think Portland has a chance in this series. They don't play defense. Like they just don't. It's non-existent. But here's the thing, okay? Are these teams, these good teams that have been great all season, but mediocre at best in the bubble, are they going to tank in the postseason? In other words, are they just preparing themselves for the playoffs and then they have that second gear? Now, you got to figure LeBron and, and, and Davis and those guys with the Lakers, they have that. But um, are these teams that, that you know you think are great and then all of a sudden really struggle in Orlando, maybe this will continue in the postseason? I don't know. That's the beauty of, of watching uh, you know professional sports is how many Many of these teams are, are, are tanking just because they're resting themselves versus uh, really struggling to not be in their home environment where they have such a great advantage. And that's one of the things that you're kind of hearing from some of these NBA teams and NHL teams is that it doesn't feel like the playoffs because there's no fans there, at least in the NBA. You can, they have that really cool board with the virtual fans there. But Tuka Rask of the Boston Bruins, he's now opted out of the rest of the Stanley Cup playoffs. And he even admitted he's like, it doesn't feel the same. And you have teams like the Washington Capitals. They're already down 3-0 to the New York Islanders. And it looks like they're going to have an early exit here when they were one of the best teams in the regular season before the stoppage of play. So it's going to come down to who can get into that 
championship mentality. And my gut's telling me the Lakers aren't going to have any problem with it. LeBron James is going to be just fine. He's going to lead that team. I see an LA, LA Western Conference championship. Milwaukee worries me a little bit just because they have not looked good in the bubble. Um, and Toronto has been amazing. So, you know, don't be surprised if maybe the Raptors are your team out of the Eastern Conference and the Bucks disappoint again because they just they haven't played well. And who would have ever thought the Raptors would be back in the NBA Finals possibly here after Kawhi Leonard left? Remember, that was supposed to be he's gone. This team's going to stink. They're the number two seed, aren't they? Yeah, they are the number two seed, but let me tell you something. Pascal Siakam has been amazing, uh, stepping up in the limelight and carrying this team along with Kyle Lowry. Um, You've got Fred Van Vliet, who was great in the playoffs last year. He went into a starting role and has been terrific. Um, You've got Serge Ibaka. Toronto's a good team. Don't sleep on the Raptors. And I don't know, I mean, just as as someone who had a chance to watch um, Siakam for a couple of years at New Mexico State when he was playing for the the Aggies, it would be really cool to see uh, Toronto get back to an NBA final and do it again. We'll see. All right, Cappy. Nico has an article here. It's what is the pettiest thing that you've taken after a breakup? So I want you to sit and think about that for a moment because Nico's going to read through some of these examples. Uh, Lisa and Joanne immediately (laughs) had some ideas of what they would talk about. I don't think I've ever taken anything (laughs) after a breakup. No, not just to be petty. I no, I don't think so. Because for me, I want as much distance from that relationship as possible in that mm-hmm. moment. You know. So, uh, h- you. how many girlfriends <laughs> have you had? Oh Jesus! <laughs> <laughs> really? <laughs> well, how about I tell you? like fifteen, probably? Okay. Wow. Well, that's more than I thought you would have had. Uh, <laughs> Thanks. The. <laughs> the first one on here. So the that's the, depressing for me. I'm like thinking. I'm like, oh gosh. The the picture was that was on lower. this article had somebody taking a microwave. Wait, hold on. What's depressing about it, Lisa? No, because I, I, I think I've only had like five, oh. maybe four. Yeah. Right? I'm like trying to Three, think down my four, maybe. Okay, but <laughs> how many people have you hooked up with? More than that. No, I'm trying to think of how many because. I don't think I've had them. Yeah, I'm not. I haven't had that many boyfriends. All right. So uh, the first one says, "I stole my ex's hat from her apartment. I don't even wear hats. I just knew she liked it." <laughs> Damn. So that's the first one. Was it like a big hat you would wear, at like a Kentucky Derby or something like that? I don't say. But I think the the whole point is just to be petty. Like, what what yeah. did you take that you knew that this person would miss mm-hmm. or like? Um, one of the people said that the mattress, we lived together for a few months, the bed was mine, he broke up with me while I was traveling. When I was back in town a few weeks later, I took that. He had to sleep on the floor through the end of that lease. <laughs> That's petty. Yeah. Lisa, Joanna, do you have anything that you remember taking? Or I wouldn't say petty, I'd say dramatic. Like I remember there was like a toothbrush, because we had like one of those really nice ones. Like mm-hmm. a, a Sonicare? Yeah. So I took it, and I was like, no, that's mine. Wait, did you share toothbrushes? No, no, no. You can switch out the head. Oh, like if you could pop the head? Okay. (laughs) We were really close. We were very close. (laughs) My wife talks about that like it's nothing. Like like sharing a toothbrush. Where she was like, like, yeah. And I'm like, no, that's disgusting. No, I couldn't. I could never. No. And she's like, but you'll kiss me. I'm like, yeah. That's hot. 
No, I can't. Yeah, like but you're not like I don't even need out the Yeah, I'm not like digging in there. No, I have such. I, yeah, I don't even talk in the morning until I brush my teeth. I can't even imagine sharing a toothbrush. It freaked me out. No. Somebody no. said, "Uh, this would be funny for you guys." Somebody said that I took a piece of the jigsaw puzzle that he was working on. <laughs> <in the middle. laughs> we are uh, petty. How is Buzz's ex Buzz? doing? Yeah, yeah. right. Uh, somebody else said, I stole his Game of Thrones box set right Dang. before season eight came out, so he couldn't rewatch them before. Let's get HBO. Yeah, but that's pretty petty. I took all the light bulbs and toilet paper. Okay, that's petty. I also left some random glitter on things, like his couch cushions and in his shampoo. That would drive me <laughs> nuts, that's dude. Amazing. I'm writing that's that down. Cool. Right? I'm writing that down ideas. for later use. I think for me. I've never taken anything after Dang, really? Sean. Some guy just wrote in and said the back of all her earrings. <laughs> oh! <laughs> that is awful. That, that is hurt my bad. heart. Cappy, you got anything? <laughs> Not like this, no. <laughs> <laughs> or have I'll you had anything taken you. from you? No, 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 and I never took anything. Your dignity? Listen, you know what? Well, uh. no, I mean, honest to God, like, I always had, we always had pretty good breakups for the most part. It was never anything like that. Nothing that That's involved nice. people taking things and getting mad and upset. No, I always, you know... Was was in a spot to where if we ever broke up and saw them again, it wouldn't feel awkward or bad. It was always a pretty good, uh, you know, pretty kind good. of m- not not yeah. necessarily mutual, but realizing, yeah, this thing has run its a course. It's time to, to yeah, time to move past. Way to be a grown up, Steve. God, yeah. You know what? I actually take that's pretty petty. Well, somebody their had to best friends so many years ago. Oh, I take their best friends, and that's where I feel bad. Oh, that's what somebody said. Uh, family, friends, and family. That's what I took. Yeah, I take the best friends. Like I, I for some reason, whenever we break <gasps> up, the friends still love me, so they'll hang out with me like on secret. And uh-huh. so, hey, so what are you doing? Oh no, I'm just gonna stay home tonight. But in reality, we'll be like all hanging out, and then they'll find out about it and be like, dude, really? You Damn. guys are still friends with her. Like, yeah. You want some petty stuff? Go to the Facebook yeah, chat. Yeah, they got some real petty <laughs> stuff. Somebody on, says I you. took her epipens. <laughs> Jeez. Somebody also what? says that their ex took one each of their boots. Oh, oh that's that is petty. Just the one. Uh, I I think personally, I ended up with a girl's plan B after dating her one time. <laughs> Wait, so you went on one date? No, we we dated a lot. She just had it, you know. It was just like in, in a case of emergency. But for some reason, I ended. Were up you with her it. plan B? Maybe, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't put that up. So how did you end up with that? Did you put it in your purse? <laughs> no, she left, she just left it at my house. And then, or is it like one of those situations where she doesn't want to carry a purse, so you end up carrying all the crap in your pockets? Because uh, that happens. No, it's, it's none of that. I just ended up with it for some reason. And then I sold it to the next person. Gross. Somebody just said sharing a toothbrush is like sharing... I'm not going to say the rest oh, of that. Oh, did you, did, you read, did you read Padilla's? What he said? Uh, I didn't see it. Which one was it? He said, I dated a girl for a couple of months who bought a huge box of condoms. When I broke up with her, <laughs> she went to my house unannounced while I was watching TV in bed, grabbed the box, and walked out. <laughs> 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 All right, so if you guys have any more that you want to let us know, what's the pettiest thing you took after a breakup? You can find us over on Facebook, Buzz Adams Morning Show. Jump in the Facebook chat. You can also call the show, 844-305-6210. And we're going to wrap things up coming up next on the Buzz Adams Morning Show. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Morning Show Podcast. Nico's in here planning his day. 
making appointments for the dogs. Mm-hmm. It's totes adorbs. I d- like, I don't know what to do in front oh. of Brandon that he won't bring up on air. <laughs> Why? You don't want me to talk about that? You're doing no, it right in front of me. I know, I know. Just... Oh, you mean me this weekend, full on, like, mid-conversation looks at Nico? Not for on air, yeah. yes, Nico. And I'm like, that is how Lisa you start a conversation. Me, yeah. Lisa taught me the, uh, oh, we have to tell each other when not when we don't want to talk about something on air. Exactly. I was like, <laughs> yes. this is the moment. As we were discussing my craziness, Nico, do not bring this up on air. <laughs> Yeah, he does. Everybody's got boundaries. Yeah. And we need to abide by those boundaries. Yeah. Want to make sure that you're not uh, spilling the beans on too much. Cap, you got boundaries, right, buddy? Oh, are you kidding? Like you Lots of them. You don't like to talk about all the money you embezzled, right? Or like all the. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> I, wish, I wish you could actually say you could put money and radio together in the same <laughs> breath, but no. most of the times you, you really can't. Unless you're Buzz. And then you end That's up with true. swords. You know, like 232,000 oh. reasons why. <laughs> and I was going does through he, his house. I'm guys, like, how many um, swords does he have? And why does he need all of these? He buys blades. Like, for some reason, if it's sharp, he buys it. The last thing Buzz said to me before he left was he handed me a whetstone. And he was like, uh, I know you used to fence, so. Could you sharpen could my you swords? Sharpen all my swords for me? <laughs> And I was like, you know, that's not what we did in fencing. It was there's nothing sharp or. What does he think you are, like a squire? Like, yeah, I think he thinks. <laughs> oh my I'm god, squire. you are his squire. <laughs> he thinks I am his squire, but really, I'm like his home health care worker. Like, I'm, like medic Medicare is paying me just to take care of him. You really should be paid for that. Like. Just making sure that he's alive every day. We should put a moat around his house. You got that pothole out in the front. That could be the start of the moat. Yeah. And then put a little bridge over to uh, Casa de Buzz. I'm so mad, though, because he has so much good workout equipment that I want to steal. Because I'm like, clearly you're not using it. Dude, if you take it, he's not going to know it's gone. He might notice the weights, though, because they're the really cool ones that like lock. I would be willing to bet $1,000. He does not know when that stuff's gone. Mm. Does he actually work out at his house, Nico? Uh, yeah, you, yeah he, he'll lift a couple weights, you know, like, See, the one okay, thing does I he want. work out or does he'll he, out, or does, what, do, does he do what he does here where it's like, oh, I got to set, like, there's literally uh, 12 pound dumbbells. All right. Yeah. And All you know ha- what? I don't have 12, pound at my house. I might take those. Also, he, hypothetical. I've got eight, 10 and 15. If I were to take the elliptical from the garage, do you think you would notice? <laughs> that's not an elliptical. That's the elliptic go. That's the bike. Yeah, the bike. That's the bike that has an elliptical and he will notice if that's gone, because Willie Barsen has been trying to get that thing for years. Wait, no, no, no. There's Lisa an elliptical in the corner. And he's all like, Willie, No, there's a here. full-on elliptical in the corner. Uh, Ro- uh, Rosales in the chat said, it's more like he's your sugar daddy. Oh. Uh, that means I have to be getting sugar to begin with. Yeah, I'm you're not, not. I'm not getting a lot of sugar. Yeah, beer. That doesn't hey, count. Hey, does Buzz have a Peloton? <laughs> that doesn't you know? uh, He does not have a he Peloton. He does not. No. Or I would have taken that already. I'm a little surprised he doesn't. That sounds like something that would be right up his alley to go buy and then never use. That is very true. Yeah. Uh, he, he's more... Hey, this... Sorry, go Steve. Ahead. What are you going to say? Okay. We, we... Has he ever bought you guys Christmas gifts? Yeah. He bought Lisa a flipping inflatable dragon. Yeah, because he couldn't figure out what I wanted. So I just asked for the most ridiculous thing I could find, which was an inflatable dragon. His that, name is Eduardo. Yeah, and he's at Joanna's house now. He lives with me now. <laughs> She's always set him up every year. Yeah. Oh, Buzz did say that if I invited Joanna, that I had to watch for watch her in the house and make sure, oh, she, make sure she's not <laughs> make sure she swiping any vodka else. bottles yeah. or anything out of there. Then just there's me walking. I didn't even go. Yeah, yeah, and then there's me walking through the house making inventory. Like, okay, so there's a whip over there. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna need to take. That's got to that. be at least his fourth or fifth whip because he goes through them. They eventually break. 
Because <laughs> I've shown up at his house. Like he bought one. Like the first one he bought. The whole point of buying it was to scare the dogs. Mm-hmm. And like two weeks later, I went over. I'm looking at like the end was all busted off. The handle was all gnarled up. And I was like, what are you using this thing uh, for? I really got a lot of miles out of this whip. I've been using it a lot. You know. I don't know. He's, he's a big kid. Yeah. Buzz is a big kid. Uh, but I do he's feel like- living that the that kid from Blank Check's dream. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I, I do feel like a responsibility to take care of him sometimes because I think he's 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 such a big kid that he can't take care of some of the things. So Yeah, and I saw like just a bunch of pillows and like a comforter in the middle of the second floor. I'm like, what's that, happening okay. here? That's was, where Nico sleeps. It is where I sleep. <laughs> no, is it really? Yes. And I was doing laundry, okay? <laughs> I was so confused because I'm just like creeping around the house looking at stuff. What's with the bathroom that's all torn up? Uh, Buzz has had a bathroom that is being is under renovation for about three years now, and uh, it's the one in that back corner, right? Because I was telling Lisa earlier, I think I know why, because the tiles were coming off the floor. Uh, yeah, it's just an old house. Everything, all the plumbing needs to be updated, and the contractor he has comes about once a month to do the work. So, so it's so it's just a while. slowly happening. Yeah, we'll have a bathroom saying. in about two years, oh. and we'll, <laughs> might be able to use it. Well, we have Buzz in two years. That's the question. I mean, as long as Nico. Is his home health worker. It's there so. to protect, yeah. I mean, he sometimes takes his... Med- his the squire, Nico. He takes his sleep medicine late, and he, he gets so weird, and he start, he can't walk too well, so he's like, Nico, take my plate to the... <laughs> take my plate to the, the sink. I'm like, All and right. you do it? Yeah, if you can't walk that well, I'll, I'll help him out. <laughs> You're his enabler. Man, you enable this baby. No, there's some stuff I tell him, like, no, Buzz, I will not let you do that. Name, like, name I told him, Buzz, you're like my father figure, a brother figure... <laughs> And a son figure, like all at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. Somehow that that is all possible. Yeah, for people wondering, he's on vacation. He's up in Oklahoma with his parents. Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. Did he take the new truck? Uh, he did. He did take the truck. Um, I was trying. I, somebody, uh, some people in the Facebook chat had put in um, some other things that they had taken at the end of a relationship. Okay. Uh, and it looks like uh, like all the household um, appliances, like the small appliances, bowls, spoons, forks, all of that, all the utensils, swiped. Post relationship, <laughs> Eric says he loves how I say that we'll have a new bathroom, like yeah. we're living together. <laughs> well, the, the other thing that we noticed too is when you posted on Instagram yesterday, you posted that. They're your dogs. Those, you called them my dogs. They are my dogs at this point. I spend so much time with them. I take care of them. Are I they your best them. friends? Sometimes, yeah. Sometimes, Sometimes or all the time? No, I mean... I mean there's nothing wrong I mean, with that. A, a, a lot of people have pets. You know, Lisa has a, a tubby and... and yeah. three like dogs. And, yeah, and you have uh, three dogs and, 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 and a kid, I guess. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, they are. They're my dogs. You know a kid's not a dog, right? You feed it, don't you? You take it on walks? <laughs> yeah, but she uses a bathroom. And <laughs> she's in school. She's going to need learning. college one day. That's true, yeah. Steve, Bail money, maybe. Steve, um, so you said you didn't take that many things from... You always had a good relationship. You didn't break up uh, on bad terms with most people? No, no, no. no there's never been anything taken or anything like that. I heard this from Buzz. Is this no, true or not? No nothing. That you were like quite the ladies' man. But it says that you were all. Let's not get no. He, once again, more things that we don't want to talk about on air. Steve. No, this is like the nineties. No, like I'm, early I'm 90s. Karen. I'm vetoing. Okay. <laughs> I'm the wife. You know what? Let's let's just let's just let's just put it this way. 
That was a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> social media. In a galaxy mm-hmm. far, far away. It was before mm-hmm. social media. It was before smartphones. And um, yeah, we, we, we were both, uh, we, we both went out and, and were, you know, had, had good times. Definitely. There you go. Um, Salvador in the Facebook chat is asking if Buzz ever got the AC fixed in the house. Because it was yes. just the upstairs, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, the upstairs was was not working. All the heat from the house would just rise to the top, so it would get to 90 degrees. Oh. Um, yeah, that's all fixed. And that's where you sleep, right? That is where I sleep. It's upstairs? Yeah, upstairs, yeah. With your comforter and pillows on the floor? Hey, I just did my laundry. I was cleaning my sheets, okay? I just didn't take them down to the laundry room. We, this is something that we talked about, uh, I think it was a couple years ago, that we could do, is we would have... And like an appraiser go to Buzz's house, like a like an antiques roadshow, and just go through his oh, that'd stuff. Be cool, yeah, because he has some stuff that is it's truly vintage. Like he's got old books and things like that Real that books. could be worth. I'd say yeah, a decent amount of money. Old golf memorabilia, like he has original golf balls from like the you know uh, early twentieth century and mm-hmm. golf clubs and stuff like that. And then. The, he also has things that are completely fake. Remember that bow and arrow that he bought that was just actually PVC pipe painted brown? Mm-hmm. There's things like that that you have I over at his house. That's in the same container as all of the lightsabers that he owns actually right now at his house. Oh, is he have, it's, it's sitting in his living room still? Yeah, mm-hmm. it's next to the Does he table. have his haberdashery at the front still? Where yeah. he's got all the hats hanging on the hat yeah. rack? He's got a lot of weird hats. Good Lord. All right, well, we got to wrap up the show. Let's have a garage sale, but it's called a buzz sale. Oh, my God. Oh. What if we got rid of everything hey, by, you, by the you, time we got back? When does he come back? Uh, when does he come back? Uh, Sunday. Oh, he's not coming back till Sunday. If yeah. you guys put this together, Ooh, cool party. If you put this together for Saturday morning, <laughs> and you actually had a buzz garage sale on Saturday, oh, my God. That would be he comes back and, you know. It would be unbelievable. I mean, I think we would Even do him a lot of good. Even if he just moved it to a storage yeah. room just to, just to oh. mess with him, you know? Does he have all the UTEP sign stuff still just sitting in his attic mm-hmm. or in the upstairs? Yeah, he has all that UTEP stuff. Because mm-hmm. he, because you know, we would be giving game balls at you know football games or basketball games, and he would get that, and he he doesn't do anything. With, it just he just throws it upstairs. Yeah, yeah, that'd be great. Let's do it. I think it's because it was usually Bob Stoll was the one that signed it, <laughs> and as we know, they did not get along. <laughs> also. <laughs> Anybody that just wants to hang out at his house this week and you just want to, you know, use the pool. I mean, Come on by. Aren't you having a photo shoot? Uh, I have a photo shoot on <laughs> Wednesday. Actually. A photo shoot for what? I, somebody asked me, they were like, I need a pool for a photo shoot. I was like, sure. <laughs> you, just, you guys run to They're just going to show up randomly to Buzz's house for a photo shoot? I'll be there, Steve. Do you know this person? Yes, I okay. know this person. Oh. But Do we know this person? Maybe you know this person. I just love how my friends were asking him, wait, so when does he come back? So you're saying it's going to be open all weekend? Yeah, like, like her friends isn't... were like, can I put a booking in? Can I book with Thursday? <laughs> Just stop on by. All right, we got to wrap up the show. Uh, coming up on Wednesday, we're going to have an Ask a Lawyer segment. Justin Underwood going to be stopping by. Uh, so if you have any questions for Justin Underwood, then uh, get those things ready for coming up on Wednesday and packed show this week. Are we shaving my head this week? Oh, that's right. That's yeah. another thing that we could do. And then we're also, so we're going to shave Nico's head. And then we're also going to get more into the better rock vocalist of all time. We'll get to that uh, on the way all this week. Coming up, Buzz Adams Morning Show. Have a good Monday, everybody.